Going somewhere? Somewhere. Coming back? Maybe. Someday. Maybe not. I understand. I know you do. I guess I'll see you around. I guess. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Jamie Sammons. I, 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 I like it. Dan Chase. I love the fucking you guys, dude. Yo, and Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! You are now entering the bone zone. What's up, guys? It's the Skeleton Crew, show number 136, and this is... The 12th show we're doing this year. 12 shows. I am with Jamie Sammons. What's up, Jamie? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm just uh, happy to be here, as always. Enjoying some rain. We're also here with the guy who lives a stone's throw away from where Jaws bites off legs. Dan Chase. What's up? What's up, brother? Yeah, man, I'm back. Fucking seat's warm. I'm ready to go. Yes, good. I'm glad it is. That it's always uh, it's very awkward when um, big week. Wow, so much has went down this week. Uh, <laughs> so okay, so guys, I went on this shopping spree of sorts. I don't know. I'm going on this kick for some reason. I have this weird fear that <clears throat> if I don't jump on Blu-ray box sets of horror franchises that are or are not so good, that I'm going to regret it and. They're pretty cheap. I know where this is going already. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's because, like, uh, I, I've i been looking up things and I noticed some of the stuff I bought years ago is really expensive now. Like, if they're out of print and stuff. And it just becomes so rare and I never thought about it because, you know, you think it's going to be around forever. But, no. So, I said, well, let me get stuff just in case just because they're dirt cheap now and just in case they get expensive. I bought... The whole entire box set of these horror franchises, right? And I, I'm not saying that they're all my favorite or I even like them remotely. <laughs> Leprechaun. Uh. I bought that because it was like $14 for like seven movies. 
I, I you know got, what, dude? That ain't even that bad, then. Whatever. Yeah. I got the Saw set, because that was 12. Oh, word. I got <clears throat> the House set, which Jerry Herring actually hooked me up with the UK version or whatever, and it still is not at my house. And UK, I have never known this before, but they take for... Like, they, it literally was shipped two weeks ago. Hmm. And it's, it's probably still in Hawaii right now. Like, I don't even know... It's in where... Uzbekistan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, in, <laughs> it's in Bangladesh right now. It just will not get here. So, uh, what was that house, right? Yeah, I got um, the Chucky box set. That's cool. All those movies. And I, I don't even really care for any of them in any real way i got oddly enough the rush hour box set there's three movies in the movies rush hour with jackie chan don't you ever touch a black man's radio <laughs> i actually love the second movie yo rush hour 2 is the shit bro that, dude that is so good oh, rush man. hour 2 was worth the 14 dollars in itself the third one was such a disappointment because I killed part two. Like, I used to watch that every six months or so for years. And then I, when part three came out, I was so excited, dude. And I was like, okay. Who was that dark-haired chicken, too? She was so hot. Uh, Rosaline Sanchez. Oh, man. my God. Dude, that she is the purveyor of all my sexual... Wait, what did Gavin say in the last show? <laughs> I have no idea. The girl who's in one set and every other girl's another level. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'll give her a Sanchez any day. Yeah. So I've been watching Leprechaun. I saw part one again. I thought it was better actually when I saw it like ten years ago. It wasn't as good as I remembered, but it ha- it's 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 okay. It's not like the worst thing. It's a start, I suppose. Uh, part two was mildly entertaining. I uh, I was sort of okay with it. I didn't fall asleep or anything. What was different in part two or part three or any of them? Like, I've never seen anything past one. I think I've seen, like, parts of them, like, when he goes to the hood. I don't know. Right. Part two, uh, the odd thing is I already forgot all of it. <laughs> I, I don't, Jamie, do you know, because if you tell me one thing, I'll go, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I will. There's no way I'll, I could forget this. From either part two or part oh. three of. Just part two. What happens there? I, I just saw it yesterday. How could I not know? I, I don't know. I mean, is that the one? Uh, oh, my God. Is that the God. one with the pawn shop? No, that's the third one. <laughs> okay, well then there's something. There's something the, in the middle. There's something. <laughs> Is that the one where he's trying to get married? That's like, it. Yes. Where, yes. He, where the girl Wait, has to sneeze. Trying to get married. Where the yeah, where the girl has to sneeze and somebody has to say bless you, and if they don't say bless you like three times or whatever. Or if she sneezes three times without somebody saying bless you, then he gets to marry her or something yeah. like that. And he has to wait a thousand years. Like, first he goes to do this to this dude's daughter. He says, bless you, so he kills the guy. And then he apparently has to wait a thousand. He goes, I'm going to get her offspring then. So so you think that, you know, he'll just marry her baby or whatever. No, he waits another thousand years. Like, he can only get married once every thousand years, dude. Like, what the hell is that? It's, like, so weird, man. But 
I'll tell you what, though. This guy, uh, Dion Warwick, he's doing a really good job, I guess, as as the uh, leprechaun. It's enter. He's creepy. His his uh, makeup is consistent, and he's really in character. And I believe it, I guess, when I watch it. So it's pretty entertaining. And then the third one is about the pawn shop, and they go to Las Vegas and stuff. And that just, <laughs> dude, the visuals of that movie just look like it's probably the, like a, the worst movie on the worst channel on a Saturday afternoon. Sci-fi. And, yeah, so that was actually good, and Jason Lloyd really likes it, and he was right. I mean, of course he does. As soon as this movie starts, I'm like, this is not really the one they were talking about, is it? Because even the actors don't look like real actors. They look like the poor man everything, but you, they're so poor, you don't even know what they were going for, you know? So, and it just doesn't, it looks weird, but there's a hot chick running around, pretty skimpy, and, and it's it's really entertaining as dumb really? and goofy. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like, it, I, I will absolutely watch it again. Yeah, it was it was interesting the whole entire time. You, you know what you just did there by saying that, right, Alex? What? You gave me free reign to talk about Power Rangers or anything else for that matter on Cut to the Chase because of how ridiculous that statement was right there. How dare you make fun of me for Power Rangers when you say shit like that? I'm telling you. <laughs> Leper, guys, watch Leprechaun 3. I'm telling you, it's not that bad. It's really not. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm done there. I haven't seen any more. Uh, I just – okay, the other box that I got is Alien vs. Predator only because we're, we've been in alien mode lately. I bought the whole box set of Predator. I got Prometheus, and now I got these two movies. Requiem's trash. Yeah, I just I'm an hour into Alien vs Predator. I gotta say it's good. I don't I don't see what everybody's complaining about. I I think it's pretty good. Um, I'm not done with it, so I might be let down by the end. But uh-huh. right right now, man, it really makes sense to me, and it all fits, and uh, it's cool. Oh yeah. Oh, real yeah. quick though, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be surprised later on, but I don't care if you just tell me. This guy, Bishop uh, Wellington, or whatever his name is in the movie, I guess it's the same guy. Is it, is it the android? No. He, he's older looking. He's just playing a different character. But it, it, his name is still Bishop? Is it? No, I thought it was... Uh, I don't even... Dude, I haven't seen Alien vs. Predator. I, I do own it, but I just remember thinking, oh, uh, he's back, and I just assumed that he wasn't the same character. But I don't think so, anyways. He's the head of... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like the head of something with a W, like Whalen. Whalen Industries, yeah. But Whalen, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dude. but it's it's Bishop though. Dude, I don't like the 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 way I look at it. There are no movies after one and two. <laughs> There's just the, the, like and any storylines that they choose to go with just doesn't doesn't fit into uh, quote unquote canon. canon to me. His name is Charles Bishop Wayland. Is the bishop just like a, a nod? It must be. It ha- dude, because it, it doesn't make sense that he would be an android, right? Would it? I mean, that, no, I guess not. No, no. Oh, t- dude, uh, what's his name? Is in it? Uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Chibs. Oh my God, that's right. He's. I forgot all about that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm good with it. Supposedly, Requiem is so. It's it's so poorly lit and stuff like that. Like you can't even see anything apparently. And is that true? Not only that though. Here's the thing with Requiem. It just uh, to me, 
and <laughs> Jamie will love this one. It's kind of like uh, fucking Independence Day too. It's just like the what they choose chose to focus on in the story is just not what I wanted to see in an Alien vs Predator movie, a second one. Like you could have expanded on the first one and done a lot more cooler shit uh, visually or anything for that matter. To me, it was just a mess, dude. It just didn't make any sense. And I don't hate that first one. I just think it's really dumb fun, like I said, and it doesn't really fit into anything. Like, if it's on TV, I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it on. Because it is cool seeing the aliens and the predators fight and shit like that. That's a cool fucking visual, but that's about it. And the second one, nah, to me, it's just trash. But, I mean, you might like it. Give it a shot. Like I said, I think I told you this earlier. I, I, didn't, I don't even think I liked it enough to finish it, so I could be completely oh, wow. wrong, and you may know more than me. Jamie, did you ever dive into these two? The first one, yes. And I thought it was okay. I don't remember hating it with a fiery passion, but I, I know I didn't love it. I think it was just kind of middle of the road. I don't remember really anything about it, though, and I never watched the second one. Yeah. Well, I, I'll take the bullet for you guys. I'll let you know. I'll finish it for Dan, and I'll, I'll watch it at all for Jamie. <laughs> I did mention a couple weeks back, because, you know, we've been watching, like, we've been on this whole alien thing lately. Oh, yeah. Um, like everyone has. And... I mentioned I never saw the second Alien versus Predator. <laughs> Brian was playing a video game and he goes, "It's shit." And I was like, <laughs> "See, okay, wow, I gotta see this." <laughs> see, now I can't wait to see it. Like everybody's yeah. saying that, I just can't imagine. It's a forty million dollar budget. You, do, I, I gotta imagine that some of that money went into a, hiring a, a talented writer. I mean, how no. bad could this possibly be? Hey guys, it's Wazell from Banana Laser. Hey yo, and this is Dave Z, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Duncan a lot lately. I just invited him on a future show we're doing, and uh, he fuck yeah, dude. Duncan's so entertaining. He is such a great guy. I mean, like people like him are why I'll look back on this and say, yeah, man, this was all worth doing, and this was meant to be. And and I'm so glad for the people I met and the times I had with them. And that's what it really is all about, because in the end, I mean, nobody cares what we think about any of this shit anyway. No one's going to sit there and memorize the fucking points we gave out to every single movie. No one's going to remember if we liked everything or hated it, and it wouldn't have changed anyone's opinions if we said something they don't like. So in the end, all you have 
is your friendships that you've made throughout it and the great times we had during it. And that's it, you know, and he's he's like the epitome of that. The reason I brought him up is because the last time like a pretty famous uh, musician died that in our circle of friends and stuff, he was on. And that was for uh, that dude from Guar. Remember that show? Odorous. Yeah, Odorous. So uh, this week, uh, it, Chris Cornell died. And, you know, I'm not going to act like he's like Billy Corgan to me or Marilyn Manson or any like other obscure bands that you guys won't even know what I'm talking about. But I did really like him. I mean, were you guys fans of uh, his work with both bands? Here's the thing. I mm-hmm. was never a big grunge fan at all. But... Both Temple of the Dog and Soundgarden had some songs that I was that I was okay with. Like I, yeah, I liked them all right. Um, right. Like I really like Black Hole Sun, and I, they're probably like I couldn't stand Nirvana. Um, yeah, Pearl Jam was okay. Um, I don't know. So they were probably the more tolerable of them. You know, I'm I'm still saddened that you know he died at such a young age, but um, also that really Eddie Vedder is the only one left. You know, yeah. it's, it's so yeah, weird. Dude, you know, they're just dropping like flies. That. Why does everybody keep saying that? Because it's true. But what about Billy Corgan? Wasn't he part of that? I don't think he counts. He, um, well, that's not Seattle. Well, yeah, he's Chicago. Yeah. But I mean, just, I'm just mean like the Seattle, like the big, the Seattle ones. You know, like that all were right around there at the same time. But um. You know, I still think it's sad, but it really has no impact on me personally, you know, like mm-hmm. just as much as anybody else, you know, but I think very sad when anyone takes their own life, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about the aspect that he actually killed himself. I mean, I don't know if that's completely confirmed. I know his family, I heard something, some rumblings that his family said it was like accidental. Like, how do you accidentally hang yourself? Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I haven't uh, looked up any information since I heard that on Friday. It just makes me so sad because he had what, two teenage daughters. They're in the middle of a tour. Like, what do you have to be depressed about right now? Like, I understand if, I mean, everyone has things to be depressed about in life. But what I mean is I can understand if you're, like, no longer relevant, if you feel like you have no place right. in the world, if you feel like nothing you do matters anymore. But they're still very popular and they're still touring. You know, it's... So I'm not sure what the impetus of it was. I think it's very. Here it is. Ready? She said what happened is they found him with exercise band around his neck on the floor of the bathroom. Uh, They're saying it's determined to be a suicide by hanging. His wife in a conversation said question whether or not it was intentional because she had a phone conversation with her husband and he was slurring his words, and he'd just taken Adivan. Concerned about him, she then contacted security and then asked them to check in on him. They just finished a show, and that show was already, it's posted on YouTube if anybody wants to see, like, his final show. Yeah, it was here in Detroit. Oh, well, no shit. Honestly, I'm not surprised by anything. After I heard that about, like, Robin Williams, and I know we talked about that, too. That's different. He had Alzheimer's, and he said, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. It's it's a little different, but if somebody like Robin Williams can do it, man, I mean, I'll be Dude, honest. Kurt Cobain did it, and he, he was a depressed drug addict, but still. Maybe. I don't believe it. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
No, I don't. But I, you're going to anger people. You can't say that. You're going to anger people. And well, Who's going to be angry if you are a Kurt Cobain fan, which I never was, but if you are a Kurt yeah. Cobain fan, would you want to believe he killed himself? Or would you rather believe that it was his whore of a wife? Because that's, that's my vote. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean. There's a documentary that I posted one time on YouTube called uh, Who Killed Kurt Cobain? Soaked in Bleach is a really good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like 50 of them. Yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, the big thing is like how his credit card was used after he died or something. Like, there's, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but there's like a whole thing. And I'm open to the idea that he could have been murdered. Like, uh, you know, even though he did attempt suicide a month earlier in Rome, like, so that's the only thing that makes me kind of lead toward, eh, yeah, it probably is just I mean, maybe. I'm not, I wouldn't chop her head off or anything. I'm just (laughs) saying it just, if you pay attention to all the stuff that was going on around the time and the things at the crime scene themselves, you know, it just seemed a little off. It seemed a little weird. You know, there was so much shit in his system. He wouldn't have been able, I just don't think he would have been able to even sit upright, much less. I don't, I, I I just think it's odd that he pulled the trigger with his big toe. I mean, that's weird to me. That, yeah, that whole thing is weird. Yeah. We had that whole pulley system where it was like hooked to the doorknob and then went up over the beam. And down. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Okay. Now. Really- I'm totally. By the way, guys, that was a joke. He did not pull the trigger with his toe. Just saying. Exactly. That. No, the thing about that, like, so with Kurt Cobain, though, even when he died, I mean, it was. I never. I never got into the grunge scene either. Like, it was always appreciated, though. You know, like, the the music I generally listen to is a little heavier. came, a, like, right about, right after that time, you know? So, dude, yeah, when this fucking guy got an audio slave, everybody was, like, excited about it. But, no, like, I couldn't even imagine what that would sound like. And, dude, when they did... And audios, I, I, I don't even know when audio slave got together. 2000, 2001 or something like that? Um... It, I was such a big fucking Rage Against the Machine fan, that that new metal. And that's what I want to say about I was going to say, I totally picture you as a new metal guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jamie. And I like, I really love new metal. I don't have a problem with it at all. You know, yeah. and that's the thing is I was never grunge because I was more, I was always more metal. And, right. the, and it kind of irritated me that grunge came along and metal got squeezed out. Well, see, here's the thing, though. I think all of those things complement each other. And, Alex, when you said Billy Corgan, I mean, I think – and this is where music keeps changing, and and this is the point where it did change a lot from the grunge thing to – what do you want to say? Alt-rock, progressive, or whatever you want to call the Smashing Pumpkins, they were a little fucking different. I like it better than a lot of that grunge music. I like that style more. But my main thing is I just hate labeling all that shit. Like you said, like new metal, like but it is it is a good way to describe what you're talking about. People will know. But I liked uh pumpkin stuff, but they especially when they came out, yeah, you could to- totally say it's on the grunge side. But then when Yeah, they- I think their first album. Right. That one that nobody listens to, uh Gish, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. That was more of what was going. It was more derivative and then once they came out with, um, oh, Siamese Dream. Even Siamese Dream was grunge, though. It was grunge, yeah. I feel like it's grunge enough to be put up there with those guys, like the Mount Rushmore thing. I, but mean, apparently- I definitely see. I definitely see where it would tie in. I just always felt they were a little bit different. They had their, I think they had their own sound. They had sort of, uh, sort of like a dreamy quality yeah. to some of their stuff, and yeah. like, and it was way more complicated too. Yeah. Um, 
that the melancholy and, and the infinite sadness is an album that I listened to. Like I wore grooves in the CD. Yep. It just, yep. I listened to that. Constantly. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still have them as a matter yeah. of fact. I love, I love that album. And so I always really appreciated the pumpkins more than any of the other grunge people. I just felt it was different, you know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, things like Blind Melon and Oh My God with that right. song, that fucking Bumblebee song. Yeah, that Bumblebee Oh, yeah, damn it. Yeah. Hey, wasn't she in a Subway commercial? Probably. I thought I she was. She probably had a run in with Jared, though. Uh, anyways, so. <laughs> but, I remember but, when she was on the Grammys that year. There was. Oh, um, really? Oh, that's. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah, they performed at the Grammys and they dragged her out in that damn costume. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That poor girl. Yeah, no, with the, with the pumpkins though, like you said, um, when when Melancholy came out though, they they changed it like they changed up their sound, and it wasn't a complete fucking 180, but they changed it enough to where you could not be, you could take it out of that grunge thing because yeah. that was the album that they were really known for too. And then from there on, it was kind of a, a mix, but I'd say leaning more towards that kind of music. But yeah, dude, I was. Was like the new metal guy I, I liked all that shit and i loved rage against the machine still fucking do but it's like when audio save came on i mean look at the way rage fucking does their thing it's it's not the same but when they did come out with that first single and they and i they have a lot of songs that i really dig chris cornell you, i mean whether you like his style or not that voice I'm, that is emulated by many, and you could accompany that with, like, even Eddie Vedder's kind of, sort of, that. Oh, no way. I don't think Eddie Vedder sounds like this guy. But, th- yeah, but this guy, it, to me, is, like, the pinnacle in terms of yeah. I love his voice. So. Yeah. Good for a Right. It's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, he's got like a raspiness to it. <laughs> he's got a raspiness to it, and uh, and throw it on with Tom Morello on guitar, dude. I love it. Like you said though, Alex, it it is. Uh, it's very. It just pinpoints like how crazy life can be sometimes. Like you never know, man. And like you said, like shit, dude. If this guy is depressed, <laughs> like and he's yeah, got. How come I didn't kill myself? Yeah, is there hope for anybody else? Jesus Christ. And so it's a very sad thought, but yeah, man. I'm glad you brought that up though. I uh I definitely dug audio slave later on, so yeah, man. Yeah, man. Guys, I know it's you know, we normally used to do this at the end of the show, but uh, let's get into some horror bit headlines. Um, what the fuck is a horror bid? Where you bid on horror. I haven't heard that term in a hot minute. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. Last time we did a fucking horror bit headline, I had fucking, <laughs> I had frosted tips in my hair, bro. <laughs> Oh my God! No wait, I I thought we were, I thought we just went back to the '90s in our latest review, dude. I ain't. Oh my <laughs> God, that was a minute, bro. Horror oh headline. Wow. I I got nothing on that. So, I'm just somebody stupid. do a sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> what does it sound like when a face hugger starts wrapping his tail around someone's neck while he's implanting his uh, pussy tube? Uh, I. Don't... <laughs> Is it like <laughs> <laughs> that? 
That's exactly what it is. Yeah, now I feel like we're doing horror bit headlines. Okay, guys, so <laughs> what's going on now, Dan? Uh, so, uh, listen, okay, uh, so <laughs> horror bit headlines. We got, uh, first off, dude, a little surprising, especially because uh, hearing all the shows that have been greenlit lately, um, Scream Queens ain't coming back for a third season, y'all. Is uh, is there some kind of obvious reason? Was it crap, or what's the problem here? Why they didn't renew it? I I honestly don't know, dude. But like I said, uh, like when I find out that uh, you know you you cancel a show like Hannibal, I don't even ask questions anymore as to why or what reasons came about to to say, oh yeah, we're gonna do away with Scream Queens. I thought it was a great show. It is also though, like it, obviously the obvious reason is maybe ratings. I don't know, but it's a very like. Um, uh, concentrated thing, you know. It's like it's like horror comedy, and I don't know. It's it's tough because you get all these horror shows flourishing, and it is a very specific type of show. And I don't know. Maybe honestly, they probably have so many fucking shows over at Fox that they just had to bump it down, and and it got the axe. I mean, it still even two seasons is okay. It's not great, but I mean, it's better than one. <laughs> Thank God they let Bates go through their whole story, you know, and. Do the five seasons like they wanted, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know though. That that is a good question. I didn't really uh, dig into it, but like I said, I don't really ask questions after they after how many good shows they've canceled over the years. I'm just like I just accept it. I'm not like I need to know why. Like they probably have their reasons, and I just move on with my life. But season two was still really good though. I, I liked it, but uh, season one was a little better, I think. But overall, just like a fun show. A lot of nods to, to horror movies and, and just you guys have seen it. Just the comedy is so fucking yeah. up. I, I dug it. I dug it. So pretty sad, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really is. I guess there's nothing to say. I mean, I haven't even seen all of season two. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a shame. But now I'll know that when I start watching season two that it's not going anywhere. So right. uh, if there's any cliffhanger, uh, you could jump off the cliff because it's done. I did, however, hear there is a new of the dead film coming out road oh. road of the dead oh, road of the dead um whatever now this, i think it's very early <laughs> early on and i don't think romero is directing it i think he just is that he is credited with the story but it sounds like it's something like zombies racing cars for rich people on an island or something like that. Oh, my God. It sounds really <laughs> terrible. But I'll tell you this. If it does come out, I will still watch it. Because is it, now is oh, this I have same, to watch I, it. Is this the same Island of of uh, Island of the Dead or Isle of the Dead, whatever the fuck it was? ISIL, it's actually pronounced. <laughs> is, is it on that same island? Is this Fast and the Furious? Are these guys gonna? Are they gonna race the monster car in this thing? Do you That's know? That's so funny because someone actually said car? it was like. It was somebody actually said it was like Fast and the Furious style, or. Wow. And I'm like, wow, what? I don't even. I can't. I can't even imagine how you could make that into a story. That is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 
and, and that band has never really reached its peak. Listen, I love the the Zack Snyder remake, but and and I think Land of the Dead. Okay, whatever. Like I like parts of it, but it is pretty ridiculous. I don't think that series ever reached its peak. Yo, Fast and the Furious actually reached its peak, but even them, dude. Even the fucking oh no, but this franchise keeps getting better as they go. Even that's fucking out now. I saw the last one, dude, and it's just it's got nowhere to go. Did they run out of gas? Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's no fucking nos left in that tank, bro. So when you get all these franchises going on for this long, dude, they're bound to hit a wall. Even Fast Fast and the Furious, which is known for getting better as they go on, they hit a wall too. Uh, Romero's movies, whether he's producing, background, whether he's in a fucking cameo like Stan Lee is, whatever. These movies are just... I can't even watch them anymore. But, I mean, I know know you like... Eventually, everyone goes to space. Uh, yeah, maybe they should race in space. They should race like spaceships. I the guess space you race. The next Fast and Furious could be in space. That's yeah. you know. they're, they're, no, they're seriously saying that. That I'm not even kidding. And they could meet all the horror guys who went there. <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun, <laughs> Jason, <A> Pinhead. <laughs> Michael Myers was almost going to space. Uh, who else was going to space? Oh, Freddy. Did Freddy Krueger go to space? Freddy was up like in space when in Dream Warriors, kind of. Oh, when he was hovering in the yeah. Yeah. Uh, hovering in the clouds. Yeah, he went to space. Uh, Alien went to space one time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> that is that did happen. Is that when it jumped the shark? Lots of them came from space. It came from outer space. Um, I think that's it. I think Leatherface has yet to go on a spaceship. And... Leatherface in space. Now, see, that's just begging to be a title. Leather space. That fucking dumb motherfucker can't even get out of Texas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he can't find the front door to his house. Forget He's getting a over to Florida to Cape Canaveral, dude. He ain't making nothing. All right, I do have a, I do have a better story Leather for you guys. That you guys might dig a little more, though. Well, well, more horror bit headlines for you. Um, <laughs> so. No, uh, Arnold just came out and he was talking about... He's gay? Yeah, it's true. What, you didn't get that from pumping iron? I Yeah, but then he was banging the... Oh, wait, yeah, I guess she is kind of manly. Okay. Yeah. So I'd Arnold rather, came out? <laughs> I'd rather fucking bang a dude than bang what he banged at that fucking babysitter, bro. Jesus Christ. Dude, that will never make sense to me, man. No. Like, he could... Uh, he could be banging Sharon Stone lookalikes, because I'm just saying that because she was in Total Recall. He could be doing that all day. Oh, he went to space. He he could be doing that all day and night, and he picks the most insanely gross-looking maid. That like, if I had a maid, it would look like Rosaline Sanchez. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, seriously, like, just get Tiffany a little uniform. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. messed up. <laughs> Are you saying because she's Spanish, Jamie? <laughs> That's racist, Jamie. You dick! I I wasn't the one being racist. I meant because she looked. I Damn, was saying Jamie. she looked hot in a little maid uniform. That's what I was saying. I know. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off topic with where Arnold's. Uh... No, it's a, loads. if that ever does happen, uh, I want you to send me the pictures. But no, anyways, um, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Cameron are teaming up for the next Terminator. There's that. How do you guys feel about that? 
I want to hear Jamie because I can't wait to when she's done tearing this down. I'll see if I could make it something. Uh... We'll try to build the fucking hurricane, Jamie. I love how you. I love how you feel like you know me so well that you think I'm immediately going to tear this down because mm-hmm. I am. Um, yes. I, <laughs> no, I'm really not. I don't really. I don't really want to tear it down. It's just that I. That is a franchise that I am done with. Okay. I am done. I I've watched them all. I just don't care anymore. Like I just I didn't even care about the last one, but I watched it Genesis. anyway. Yeah. And um Genesis. You know, it was like eh. But just none of that is ever exciting to me anymore. I'm just like Pleh. It's almost it's almost like it it's time has passed, you know? Like and it's weird because you know, th- when they made part three, that is what like right there you see totally. that okay, it's, it's yeah. It's already, it's already not an event anymore. Like right. once part three came out, it was not like this major thing. And then after that, they did this like weird one with this the dude from Batman where salvation. Yeah, we thought that'd be amazing because, okay, cool. At the end of three, the best part of three is the end, and I'm not saying that as a joke. Uh, and the reason why <clears throat> is because Skynet took over. And then you see this beautiful shot of the camera pulling away from the earth and all these bombs are going off and dropping in all these places all around the world. Like just the thought of that is is so fucking crazy and eerie and it's just surreal to watch that. Yeah, which is a callback to T2 when all those when the bombs go off and all the Terminators are walking through the beginning, which is like, oh, this happened right before. Right. And that's what it's going to look like, you know. And there's something so amazing about how James Cameron captured that whole thing because the thing that's amazing about it is it seems like like either there's no atmosphere or something or there's no sun or something, but it's always dark and yeah. there's like no – there's nothing. It's it's like this weird blankness behind all the wreckage and it's it's such a tone that is like – what it does and it speaks to our minds, we don't even realize it because we're just focused on what we are seeing, not the absence of light and the absence of of the atmosphere of, of planet Earth. Like, So when you heard that this new sal- uh, salvation is going to be made, you thought, wow, so now we're going to see that whole war. We're going to see the full version of everything that you see in the beginning of Terminator 1 and 2, you know? Mm-hmm. And instead, you see daylight – you see nighttime and it's just like a regular world with some parts messed up. Most parts not really all messed up. And No, but they didn't have Cameron, dude. That's the whole thing. And he, I think he even came out and said, yeah, that's a good – but what a, he has to come out and say that shit. Or, no, I'm sorry. He said that about Genesis. But, dude, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Like those movies, like I said, same like the other one, they, they don't even fit in like canon to me. Like they're just like, all right, whatever. They're directed by other people. You know, Terminator is a great movie. T2 is one of the greatest movies of all fucking time. Right. But here's, here's my thing about uh, Cameron and Schwarzenegger getting back together for the next one. Great. We also know that there's fucking 57 more avatars being made. And then after that, he's going to do Terminator. Like, what are we talking? Like, that's okay, like. Arnold will say- be 70. 
Arnold will be probably fucking like on the downturn in terms of he's probably not going to be still working out. So it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it sounds cool. Okay. Oh, Cameron and fucking Schwarzenegger are back. Great. I love T2, one of the greatest movies ever. But then you get, you break down the logistics and it's like, well, wait a minute. Is like, when is this really even happening? Give me a trailer up until then. I'm not excited. Dude, it's just dumb though. Here's the thing. I'd rather see the third Conan movie that has was supposed to have been made now for like Same 20 Because that's bullshit. I've heard about that like three or four times already. And right. I think that's just Arnold expressing that he'd like to do it, hoping somebody bites. But the problem is he doesn't put asses in the seats anymore. Nobody wants to see Arnold Schwarzenegger anymore. Uh, it could It could have all been from when he cheated on his wife. I really don't know. Well, it's it's less about the stars these days and more about directors, though. It's like when he came back into Genesis, even though they made all these excuses, oh, the, the Terminator ages, they went in the future, so his outside body is going to age, so that's why he's going to look like that. All in all, like, okay, so you gave us, okay, we'll buy into that, I suppose. The movie's supposed to be this cool thing where you jump in time and you go and you revisit parts of the second movie, you revisit parts of the first movie, but they changed all the people playing all the parts. It ain't like they took the original footage and then interspliced it and you saw exactly what happened or even far away shots. They literally recast Bill Paxton as one of the punkers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they recast everybody. They recasted the cop who went after Kyle Reese. They recasted Kyle Reese. So, and, and that guy doesn't look anything like him. It's just everything about that movie just seems so fake and just so disingenuine. It was just like such a, I don't know, man. It was like, what the hell is the point of this? Right. If you can't recreate it with such authenticity, what are we doing it for? Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to the Skeleton Dan and Jamie both insisted that we cover this TV show that's on Netflix before I, uh, well, it's called Black Mirror. Now, guys, before we even talk about the actual episode, is this the same kind of situation like Stranger Things? Is this exclusive to Netflix or? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is a, well, this is a British TV show. I I got that from this first episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but no, I mean it was it. a it was a it was a British show that was aired on British TV. It was so I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay, cool. So it's been going on for three years. It's basically an anthology series in the sense like the Twilight Zone where. It's a new episode about freaky shit. It's all new people in every episode, or they do they repeat cast members? Nope. All new, all new fucking, all different people, yep. Okay, so it's basically like a new Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, Twilight Zone, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, just your typical anthology series. I do want to say, though, Dan, you are partially correct in that I was just referring to this season. The first two seasons, plus there was like a Christmas special or something. Um, or John Hayes. The third season, the latest one, was an, a Netflix exclusive. Like right. it was picked up by Netflix to to continue with the show, which is why there were some, you could see there were some American crossover in that in season three, there were That's some American right, Jamie. actors. I'm always right. You know, 
Um, Do they have but, the same writers and creators for the the pickup? You know, I don't know. I never delved that deep into it. I'd have to check it out. But um, I know they definitely had some tie-ins, but you could tell a difference. You could tell that there was more right. American involvement. And uh, but back here in in series one and the and the one that we're going to be talking about tonight when this aired, it was a British television show. Now, what's this episode and what is the title? Um, the entire history of you. Oh, there you go. I don't know where I'm pulling memory. That's the second time I've done that. I don't know why. Um, yeah, the entire history of you is the name. Okay, guys. So if you want to stop this segment, uh, we all obviously recommend that you watch the episode on Netflix before you listen to this review. Um, one of the reasons that we're doing, you know, it's it's I guess you can call it an obscure type of thing we're doing. But the reason is because when you do something like this, it's because you know we feel that it's quality enough that you shouldn't be missing it. You know, if you're into horror, you're into all this shit we've been talking about for five years, then this is something that should be right up your alley. And we're trying to get that out there, you know. And you know, everybody knows about Stranger Things. I mean, more times can you hear about that? But you know, not a lot of people talk about Black Mirror. So, and it's so good too. That's why we're doing this. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely recommend you check it out and then come back to this. And definitely listen to our Alien review. Yeah. So, uh, who wants to give overall thoughts of this episode first? Oh, oh, me, me. Okay. <laughs> the loser in the front row with the fucking glasses and the tape in between them. Huh. Yeah. Um, no, so, yo, Black Mirror, though, I'm glad that was a nice little intro, too, because, like, dude, this is going back a little bit. Um, I don't even know what year it came out, but it was a while ago uh, when season one dropped. Now, <clears throat> we're on a season three, and every time – see, this is where it's different, too, than, like, regular television or whatever. When they drop these, they drop seasons at a time. There's not that many episodes, but when they do drop, like, um, you de- you definitely hear people talking about them shortly after uh, all the seasons dropped on Netflix. So, and then it would die down because everybody watched it, and people forget them, you know? So when season three just premiered, um, and I think it's the best season, too, uh, the one that's exclusively to Netflix, like Jamie said, um, I think it's one of the best. It's got the 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 highest number of, of great episodes out of all the seasons, you know, and even the bad episodes, I, I, none of them I hate. I, I think they're all good. It's just when you do an anthology series like this, you tend to get into many different themes and, you know, you're not going to connect with every single one, a hundred percent. So, but I did feel like season three was the strongest. So when that came out, yeah, I really wanted to review it right out of the gate. And then as time goes on, you kind of, it kind of slips away, but yeah, like you said, Alex, like, I feel like, this show definitely needs its due, and if we were to go back to Black Mirror, then we got it. We can't just start at season three. We got to go back to, to some of the some of the other great episodes from from the previous seasons. And dude, this episode, uh, Jamie actually picked this one, and I'm so happy you did because this is like probably my favorite episode um, of that season. So, and I love this episode. So yeah, and we'll get into it all. But those are just my general thoughts on Black Mirror. You know. So this episode, uh, so this is the first time I watched the show, you know, these guys recommended it and said we should cover about, you know, three or four episodes uh, during this year of the crew. We'll pepper them throughout, you know, all of our shows. I have never had a show, like, blow me away like this. I mean, this was just, like, the most 
well thought out, well executed thing I've ever seen in any. Are adult. you serious? Oh my god, dude! Barring classic Twilight Zone episodes where you cannot yep. top shit like that, yes, dude. You know you can't top like you know even things that are much simpler like monsters to do a Maple Street or Booze the Eye Beholder or any like the fucking classics that we talk about. This was just like technically and the the thought that went into this. It's it's so amazing because the whole premise is this whole chip in your head and it it may it's almost just videotaping your whole life so you don't have to the recorder yeah you don't have to remember anything and you can rewatch it you can even put it on a big TV and watch it and shit even when you're banging chicks you can rewatch your blowjobs or whatever you want to do so like <laughs> it's like amazing and they literally. They literally said the same thing that I say when I do Skeleton Crew, where when we're covering something, I say, well, I'm going to put everything into it because we're not doing it again. Right. I feel like that the guys who wrote this episode are the same type of thinkers I am. And they literally said, well, what could we do with this? Well, we could have this happen and then this. And then you could even replay how someone looks at somebody. Then you could replay how something sounded or how someone laughed at something nobody else did or how they looked at someone, how they looked at you, how they did this, how they did that, what they did eight months ago, what they said in a conversation seven months ago. If, oh, you said this. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, look, you did right here. You know, like they and even the part where he was erased, he made the guy erase the stuff. And then you, you then him looking at it on the screen and then yes. finding the picture like, holy fuck. That's my favorite part is yep. is yep. it's just that was so brilliant right. to put that in there that you can then zoom in on things. I love that, too, that, yeah, not only can you replay your memories, but you can zoom in on your memories and and freeze frame and look at things. And, and you, also, know, you, di- you didn't see that as as an audience member. You didn't see what flashed up there. But then when he went back, it was it was like, damn. And, you know. and yeah. also, even when the, the guy was playing his time at the club and you see her making out with the dude on the couch, like, holy fuck, they thought of everything, dude. How about when he first walks into the party and replays it and he has a little computer program that basically fucking matches their voice, dude, does voice recognition shit and says yeah. what they But before they even... Yeah, it does like a... Yeah. It amplifies their... So he can hear what they're saying from... Like across the room, right? Like they, they covered every possible angle, and they wrote it so well. Like this is the best you could have done, I think, with this type of story and this type of plot and things like that. Like you couldn't get better. I mean, it was just I. I, I was my first question to you guys is, it, I, I obviously you showed me the best episode, and that I don't argue. I, I'm sure it is. But I'm hoping that are they all this good? Um, this show is consistently yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Even the ones that I'm not crazy, like there's one in the I don't remember if it's the second or third season with the uh, like the candidate, yes, the cartoon yep. character. That yep. uh, I get kind of bored with that one. There, I mean, there are a couple that I don't think are totally fantastic, but right. even those aren't bad. But the ones that are really good are just really really good yeah. i mean it's just overall this is one of the most consistent anthology shows i've ever right. seen like is there is there any episode as bad as the fly in breaking bad 
<laughs> Why you gotta bring up Breaking Bad in the Fly episode, Alex? That's fucked up, son. Dude, that no, is but... fucking shit. Like, is there anything that bad? I thought no. that was cool. I liked it. <laughs> I you did. Were... We're not talking about Breaking Bad. I think okay, the Fly I'm... episode is brilliant. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. Go ahead. We're not talking about Breaking Bad. No, the Fly episode is brilliant. Whatever. However you want to look at it, but um, it's brilliant. Yes. All right, um. Yo. But he, okay, here's the main thing, though. That's why when I was like, wait a minute, when you started talking about this, how much you love this, Alex, because I know Jamie loved this, right? I know you fucking told me that you watched every single fucking Twilight Zone episode, dude. And I'm like, okay. And I know you love creep show. You love anthologies and all I that shit. I love it. I love variety, man. Yeah, and when I first found this, like, and that's the great thing about Netflix, too, you kind of find it on your own sometimes, sometimes after, you know, like, I know some people are watching Stranger Things now, like, way past the hype, you know, <laughs> and, and and I found it on my own, and I started watching it, and I thought, oh, wow, this is brilliant, and it's funny, because all the episodes are good, but, like, you just connect with certain ones um, over other ones, you know? And the amount of episodes, though, I'd say there are more good ones than than just okay ones. Because none of them are really bad. Well, how about this? Do me a favor. I'm just going to – if if I decide to watch this, I'll just text you every day. We'll give you a list. Okay. Yeah. And just, tell, just trim the fat for me, please. I don't want to waste my time. Totally. Yeah, and I think the last season is stacked, bro. And once we get to that season, too – Wow, season three. Um, yeah, yeah, I cannot wait to fucking get into to all of that shit. And there's so much to talk about with, with upcoming episodes too. But going back to this one, okay, first of all, do you guys remember that really shitty fucking Fantastic Four remake that they made? I only saw part two. I skipped the first one because I heard it was boring. Part two, yeah, but this is the remake after they did part two. <laughs> they, dude, it was so. It was with Michael B. Jordan. It was from. Uh, it was with Creed. From oh, fucking... Fan Forstick. Yes, Fan Forstick. Exactly. Wait, first so... he did Space Jam, and then that. Oh wait, he, he, Michael Jordan <laughs> went to outer space too. Exactly. Yeah, dude. This guy, man, Toby Kebbell, he is Doctor Doom. Jamie didn't get that one. <laughs> yeah, really. Yes, I yeah. did. <laughs> Just didn't think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. I know. I, hey, listen, that's what editing is for. But I'm leaving it in. <laughs> hey, Alex, how many bad jokes have you edited out in five years? Uh, six hundred seventy-two. <laughs> okay. Anyway, hey, Jamie, can you la- can you do that laugh and I'll isolate it and put it back to where I just said that? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Surely you have enough of me laughing, my cackling sound bites from over the years that you could, you could create your own audience. I'm like, wait, wait, I, 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 I need Jamie to sell this joke. Hold on, let me just move this over here. All right, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry, we're off track. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar. Thank you, Dan. I could not remember from where and why I, uh, why I knew him. Toby Kebbelman. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. Um, and I honestly like, I this is the first time I've ever seen him in anything. And I thought he was fucking great, dude. I mean, let's face it, too. He's drunk basically the whole fucking time, pretty much, the whole episode. 
And, uh, dude, like you said, the way they use technology. Oh, and by the way, Alex, um, how they use technology in this is very similar to how they use it in all the episodes. Now, when we try, when we described this earlier, trying to explain that to somebody is kind of like tough, but like it's modern day. Yeah. It's well, somewhat modern, you know, maybe a little bit in the future. Yeah. I was, I was saying like, they never really gave a year, did they? No, no. And I don't think they do. No, no, they don't. I think it's just like very like uh, just a tiny bit forward, just far enough. Like we're almost there. This is the technology that we can almost do. So each one of the episodes kind of focuses on it's more like a what if scenario. Like Mm -hmm. what if we had the ability to do this kind of thing and we're almost there, you know. And so, yeah, how they use that. Dude, can you imagine how different people's lives would be if they had this like even okay it got really sad when even they were kind of like fucking but they were like thinking about their old great fuck session yeah. like, that was so sad dude <laughs> yeah see i'm telling you they used every single aspect like they said how could we manipulate this whole idea in every scenario in life Re- even recording your job interview where the guy goes we hope to that You'll we look forward to <laughs> you're like the fuck? <laughs> like uh you know and, and dude if this technology we was hope real to look forward to seeing you again, he says. Yes, asshole. <laughs> Thanks, asshole. And, like if this technology was real, people would never buy a Blu-ray ever again. You would never buy a CD again, or like once you stream it one you know, you it's already there forever. Like it's so weird. And and how cool did the pe- did people look when they were watching their own shit? They look like fucking zombies or something with their eyes getting whited out. Oh yeah, right. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, I have to say that whole job interview scene, right. that is almost exactly what I just went through twice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and even that part at the end where like he's talking to them and it, right after the guy says we hope to look forward to seeing you again and then they everyone just immediately looks down and starts taking notes like yep. they're just that's exactly what happened to me at my second one. And so when we were watching this episode, I was like, God damn, that's, that just <laughs> gave me anxiety. Because yeah, right? like, <laughs> I know what you're going through, dude. I just did that. So, um, but yeah, it's, I even, in the beginning, it's so funny because in the beginning of the episode, and I said this the first time I watched it too, I was like, yeah, I wish we had that capability. Because right. like, you know how many times you're in an argument with somebody? Huh. Yep. Like, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. They you do that did. too. You know, and then I'm like, I wish we could do that. Do you see that your first instinct is to use this for evil? And that's the same. Oh, sure. Of yep. course. It's to prove myself right. It's like, that's why I want to use it. So I could prove myself right. But then um, by the end of the episode, you get this whole, like this tremendous feeling of relief that we don't have that because right. of all the difficulties right. that it can cause. Yep. And um up until something like that, do you guys remember that old, that old thing on? It was like one of those fake commercial things on In Living Color, and it was a midget with a backpack. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it was your it was like your personal transcriber or whatever, and then the travel the travel version was a midget yeah. in a backpack. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Oh my god! I can't believe that was the best that. thing ever. Wow. But anyway, yeah, back then I was like, that is a cool idea. I wish I had a personal transcriber to walk around with me all the time. To, the you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to read it all. You know, like. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Well, Yo, this Jamie. was, you know, this was old school. This was 20 Jamie, years was that, ago. You know? 
But um, yeah, this this episode, I think I am so glad, Alex, that you liked it so much because, you know, like, Dan, I'm sure you feel this, too. Like, you know, like when you really love something and you want you want so bad to share it with somebody. And then you've got that like that little ball of anxiety that's like, please let them love it like I do. Please (laughs) let them love it like I do. So when you said that you were blown away, I was so happy because I just I love this so much. It was so funny, too. Like, when he's confronting the guy and he's at his house and he's like, so do you, like, do it in there? Do you do it in here? Do you start in here? Is this where you toss off to my wife? (laughs) Like, that was so funny. And it's weird because the weird thing – the only thing I didn't think was – the only thing I thought was off about it was how come the wife didn't hurry up and call this guy and be like – Hey, listen, he knows I told him it was – he knows that, you know, it's – that you're the guy, number one. Like, the guy sort of seemed to know that he knows as soon as he got to his house, but he didn't say, listen, I know she told you, uh, dude, it was a long time ago. It was only for – and then, you know, maybe they synced up their lies for one month, you know, whatever. Like, he didn't seem – it almost was like the wife never thought to call the guy and, and – and tell him that, like, hey, listen, my husband is fucking drunk as fuck, and he left the house, and he's so focused and obsessed with this whole thing once he realized this or that. That's the only thing I thought was weird, but it doesn't matter exactly. Like, it, it, the What would the bearing have been, that he just says that line and that's it, you know? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, but no, it's true weird. though. It's true. I mean, because she just was he when he got home, she was asleep. Yeah, she doesn't even fucking stay awake. Like she doesn't even care. Didn't you wonder where he was? <laughs> <laughs> hey, get, yeah. Hey, another thing, real quick. What while you're mentioning that scene, Alex, when he goes over to the guy's house, is how they use technology brilliantly again when he gets into his car, and it's like all insurance oh, yeah. and blah 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 is now void. Like you're <laughs> oh, on your own, yeah. buddy. You're fucked. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, we know the, we know you're driving drunk asshole, so you're on right. your own. Yeah, and and but that see that is right there. That basically encapsulizes what Black Mirror is and how they use technology. Like they do it in smart little cool ways. Like it's like, oh yeah, that like I could totally see that fucking happening, you know? Stuff like that. And uh dude, the see the whole show though is peppered with stuff like that. And that's why I love it. It's yeah, so like smart. At the airport. And the guys yes. like rewind it, you know, rewind in 64 time and for the past week. And let me see. And I'm like, no, I mean, that is a flat out invasion of privacy. Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. I was thinking. But like, what know, is the right. point of that? Yeah. But you, I mean, just to see if he's been up to anything nefarious, I guess, right. you know, or. But right. see, that's the thing is that's the scary part is when you start getting stuff like that, that's the that's where they lead. I mean, right. that's exactly right. where that technology leads, you know, well, and it's frightening. Another thing I love is the whole black market angle where the woman got hers gouged out and sold on the black market. Oh, dude. Yo. That was a very minor thing, but it was so. I, a more thought out stuff. I love this show, man. It's fucking amazing. And Jamie, real quick, um, there's another airport scene coming uh, in season three, which is so good, and we'll get into that when we do. You know what episode I'm talking about, Ron Howard's kid? Talk- yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the dude, Bryce Dallas Howard, love which, that by one. the way, yeah. is my favorite episode of that season. So yeah, mine too, mine too. And and yeah, I'm sorry, but continue. Yes, good. Well, no, I was just saying, like, I love how they they tackled every aspect. Like those guys sat in a fucking think tank. And they're like, well, 
Okay, how about like people stealing people's ships? Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like let's have them like literally like we'll have one character where she was like you know held down, they gouged out, and it was sold on the black market and shit. So people, well, could... yeah, they even have lingo for it. Yeah, right. Like when she and, says, "I was gouged," everyone knows what that means. Right. And and also with that too, the, it, it's great because it works into the story where when he rolls up to that dude's house, he's fucking that chick. Now, first of all, he didn't go home with her, so you know he's a fucking player, and he was fucking tapping in the fucking direct messages to that chick later that was at the party. And even that that whole gouge thing comes into play when she's on the phone with nine one one, and she's like, and they're telling her she's like, I can't send a, a replay or a redo, whatever. She couldn't send. Oh, it. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, she's talking. They, to, she's talking to nine one one, and they're asking her to send them a file, she and she can't do wow. it. Wow! And so that they're, they're like they're giving her hassle, and it's in the very background of what's going on. Like it's in it's right. off screen. And obviously, I'm not the guy who catches it. <laughs> and uh, it was that was yeah, good call, Dan, because that was just incredible. Was an incredible moment. It's a very and again, again, a very sure. small thing, but huge. That's why this show's great, though. See, all these moments that were thrown in, it's all conducive of what they're trying to pull off here. It's all towards one thing, like smart lines. It's not even Ooh. an hour-long show. Anything yeah. About it. The scene where they come home from being at the party, and then the first thing the mom does is sit down and watch the baby, the baby. memories. Totally something you like know? that. Well, that kind of bothered me. That was weird because like a fucking uh, zero year old already has that shit in their heads. That's weird. no, it did. It, it it did bother me. It did, and I think it's supposed to, you know. But the, to okay. them, it's like every day. It's that's just the way it is. That's the way they live, and so that's like better than having one of the teddy bear cameras. You know, well, you're I was actually thinking the same thing. Yeah, um, well, but it's creepy. Well, I was gonna say, um, it, then it's great too because he's making the babysitter rewatch, and she's like, "Yeah, I gotta go save uh, the baby from the pedophile be, uh, babysitter." Yeah. and he's like, "No, that he's like, that's just a joke." That was so <laughs> funny, dude. <laughs> it's so great because you know, like, dude, how many times have you been in sh- situations oh. like that where? And you're like, right, "Oh wait, like, you weren't supposed to see that." Like, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it's like, and also they even did the aspect which I love, man, because I'm not gonna get too deep on it because I'm, you know, it's a little too emotional or whatever. But like, there are times in my life that are gone, and people that meant right. so much to me who are gone now and stuff. And uh, I don't mean dead either. I just mean like, you know, either you know. Failed relationships, not even that we argued or anything, but sometimes you just slip away, maybe break or maybe breakups, I guess. And then, um, yep. things like just like he was doing with his wife in the at the end when he was brushing his teeth and she so like, sad. Oh, God, like the memory of her coming over and just something. So it really puts just the little things like that. It almost made me think of Tiffany and how her and I were in the kitchen <clears throat> talking about. How she messed up the hamburgers because she wanted to defrost them and they were soaking and they fell in water and they weren't supposed to. <laughs> and then when I went to mash them, water was coming out of them and stuff. And like, you know, this funny moment we had this morning. And the burgers taste like shit, by the way, so don't do that. Uh, so, And I was just thinking like, wow, it's all the little things like that that we are always taking for granted, you know, uh, just like we're doing this show here, we're sitting here, and I'm sitting in this chair, right? And one day, 
in in like six months, I'm going to walk in this room and I'm going to look at this chair. And one day I, I was sitting here with you guys and the next day it's not going to happen. That'll never happen again. We don't even appreciate or realize anything that's important in life. Everything that is just taken for granted, routine, uh, this is how it is, it's no big deal, it's not a privilege, it's just what we're doing, and it's all a privilege, guys. Every relationship we have, every smile on our face, every laugh, every enjoyable conversation, everybody we meet that touches us in life, it's all important, and none of it should be seen as, nah, it's just Tuesday, and Mm -hmm. we're getting on, because we said we're going to record. No! That's not what you're doing. <laughs> you're living your one and only life. And yeah. you're with people you want to be with. And you're there for a reason. That's not a fucking mistake. And that's not something that should be seen as lighthearted. And that's not something that is just whatever. I just think that in general, as people, we, we can't sit there and cherish every moment of our life. But the sad thing is, only when it's gone, does it even like phase us. And how come right. how come it's not phasing this while it's happening? How come we're not? You know, it's the old saying: "Smell the roses." You know, stop and smell the roses. Realize how good things are right now. And God, if if they didn't just totally fucking hit on that, he's looking at the stairs. Then he watches her walk up the stairs. He's looking at a chair, watching her. The look she gave, she'll never give that look again, ever. It's gone, and that made him so happy at that moment. You know, like. All these little things, and I don't know. I'm I'm putting way too much into it, but all I'm trying to no, say. No, no, dude. No, I'm yo. No, this is exactly where I was hoping you would go with this, Alex. Because this is the whole. This is what makes me think about this shit too. It's like you said. First of all, when you have plans and stuff like that, those plans are something that everybody obviously wants to do at one point in time. And then you sometimes have to sacrifice when the time comes like, oh, well, I'm doing something today or whatever. Well, you fucking clear, you know, your schedule for those plans. Like, so if you want to be somewhere, you're going to fucking be somewhere. And I know like for me, for instance, when I go out in public sometimes, like a lot of people, dude, you can call it whatever you can. Hey, you could even call me a pussy. All right. Call me a pussy. Go for it. But I have like social anxiety in a lot of situations, you know, like in a lot, dude, it just, I don't like fucking social situations sometimes times and it just makes me feel fucking awkward this that and the other thing it's not until after the fact where i started thinking about you know like what i did that that night even you know say if i got home or maybe the next morning when you're just dicking around on facebook talking to a couple of your buddies when you start thinking about the night and stuff like that sometimes it's only after the fact where i've truly gotten the real appreciation for things and gotten the right you know put it into the right perspective dude because in the moment i'm always trying to be like present you know you're not thinking about how you're gonna react to a certain situation you're just literally reacting you're 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 being you right so i feel like after the fact is the big part where Maybe you piece things together in your mind. You know, you make sense of things more where and, and, and for the for better or worse, you know, and I feel like if you're doing life the right way, that, that it's going to it's going to turn out all right in the end and everything's going to align and how you want to act is how you end up reacting. But I feel like in, in life in general and relationships and if I was recording everything that happened in this, that, the other thing, it would be like 
I would just be using it to justify who I am half the time. Like, I'd go back and be like, no, this person was being a fucking dick, right? I mean, if I go back and, like, redo this, yeah, yeah, this, this, that, the other thing, so I just did this and said something about it, and then it's like, oh, I'm the fucking asshole, you know? Like, I would just be using this thing to justify my life all the time, and I'd have to do this, like, a hundred thousand times because the position I'm in, I'm always put in the position to have to be confrontational to fix something or whatever it is. So it's like, I'd always have to deal with this. And this fucking thing would drive me crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about how much time you'd spend, you'd spend more time redoing your life. Yeah. Than you would actually living your living life. It. Right. And I don't mean you personally. I just mean I all do. of us would. You know, we would spend if we had the ability to do this, we would spend far more time going through the archives mm-hmm. and nitpicking shit. Yeah, nitpicking. And where, where does it all lead? What's the point of it all? It's all it's like you work really right. You work real hard on your life to be a good person and a moral person and a, a fair, generous, you know, and then you go to hell anyway. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what's the point? <laughs> And it would just be another thing that wastes our time and drives us crazy. But I'm not saying that that hurts this episode. <laughs> what I'm saying is I, I'm glad we don't have a recorder. I'm almost, I'm, I would be like the chick who was gouged. I'd almost be like, nah, you know, as sentimental as I am. And I'm like one of the number one candidates on earth who would want one of this kind of thing. Cause I, you know, I'm so sentimental. It's fucking sickening, you know? And I don't know. It's just whatever. This is Black Mirror. It is on Netflix. We hope you watched it and participated with this episode and said, okay, these assholes are leaving. Hey, I'll live it out. I'm going to live out the crew, man. Let's just do it. Let's go all the way and then it's gone. So don't look back in your memory chip. Live it now. (laughs) Do it now. Today is what matters, not your memories. We'll be right back with a full, sort of full. We don't want to go too crazy and you can't. Because how crazy can you get when all of us just watched a movie one time in the theater and we didn't have a notepad in front of us, but we were going to review Alien Covenant next. We'll be right back. It's my cat's birthday today. Hey, this is Von Cotterelli, and you are listening to The Skeleton Crew. And a heads up, uh, and dies at the end. Alien Covenant 2017. Bitch. Yeah, how exciting is this to be an Alien fan? And I gotta thank the two of you. I, I'm so sorry. You must have thought I was the biggest loser. You must have, like, turned off the mic and walked away like, God, he is such a dope. Every time I said, I don't know, guys. Alien just seems so boring. And huh. you're like, no, asshole. <laughs> Listen, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's four of them. Uh, it made an entire career for somebody and they made uh, you know uh, the mashups whatever you want to say alien vs predator and you love predator so what the fuck and prometheus there's prequels the dude comes back from the first movie to do it because he had this whole thing how could you not be watching this and you know you guys heard our alien reviews you saw how into it i got i gotta say I am big on this shit now. Uh, like yes. I said earlier, yeah, man. Like I said earlier, I bought both Alien vs. Predators. I'm so into it, and I know that those movies are not exactly respected, but 
I'm so into it now that I'm I'm willing to give anything a chance at this point because I'm so like alien hungry or whatever and I'm I'm just digging it. So it's just a great time to be an alien fan. And I'm not you know, don't go thinking that means anything about my review and I'm not saying it means oh no, don't worry, I'll bash this or anything like that. All I'm saying is uh, I'm the same person I've always been on this show. I'll always point out the good and the bad, and I do it for more of a laugh than anything. I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. Well, and can I also say, too, anybody that says, like, oh, dude, you haven't seen that, I always look at that as, like, kind of like, well, dude, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, this person is in a privileged uh, position to go through all of these movies and have their own experience. And you just did, and you loved it. And, yeah. and And if it was opposite than that, then I could see somebody being like, all right, dude, look, what the fuck is wrong with you? But, dude, like, you decided to uh, dive into them. You decided to make a conscious decision to give it your all, even though it is, quote, unquote, like, sci-fi horror. There is that debate. Is it sci-fi? Oh, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that you did this, though, is so great. And now, dude, see, this is great because when you started the Alien movies, like, you had no context whatsoever, really, nothing, right? Nothing, nope. Okay, you just started them. You're going through the whole gambit. You cocksucker. Now you get this fucking movie, dude. <laughs> and, 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 and I know this is a little fucking preview to what my review is, but you get one of the fucking most badass alien movies ever? Go fuck yourself, dude. People have been waiting this for years. Alex just watched Alien what, three weeks ago, you fuck? <laughs> Dude, I did this. Jamie, remember how I pulled the same shit with the Phantasm movies? Oh, yeah, you bitch. Yep. Yeah, I have been pulling this shit now for a while. Phantasm, these I think fans, he secretly holds out on right. franchises until he hears that there's... He's like, I can't watch the Puppet Master franchise because right. I know there's a new one coming. Ah. And, all right, that's not a good example. But. And then, no, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's one I'll never, yeah, that'll never happen. Oh, <laughs> Martin Scorsese is making the new Puppet Master, and Alex is like, you know what? I'll watch him. Yeah, like the the beauty of Phantasm Five, dude, is that people have been waiting. Like big fans were waiting for years for this shit, you know? Like, and it was like, wasn't it Don Coscarelli too? Even yeah, yeah, he Coscarelli came back to to do it. And by the way, um, I pride myself in actually not watching the Phantasm movies because when I did that interview with Coscarelli for the show back in the day, we never mentioned it. We never mentioned it. I mentioned nothing but that movie, uh, John Dies at the End, in detail. And that right. was not not for any other reason other than I didn't care about the Phantasm movies at that point. I saw this movie, and I was like, it's weird, but it's kind of dope. I want to interview this guy. And it was from such a pure place that, like, yeah. dude, I didn't mention Phantasm. Uh, Phantasm didn't even fucking come close to entering my vocabulary in that whole review. I'm not sure we said that word. No, no, we didn't. And, and how we're probably the only people on Earth, you know, who didn't do that. Well, I, I, dude, and that's that's the whole thing, though. People look at that shit, and Don Coscarelli, dude, yo, that guy's a fucking dude. That guy is the shit. He is the fucking man. And when I talked to him, dude, like, I could feel his passion, right? Yeah. And when you do a big movie like that, think about that for a second, dude. Like, you gotta, all right, 
yeah, you did that movie and you may be able to create a sequel or two or even like five off of that. But at some point you got to move on. You got to fucking shift. You got to do something else creatively that's that's different from what you've done before or else, you know, you become stagnant, you become stale. So when I had that interview with him, dude, I had so much fun not even coming close to mentioning Phantasm. Like I love right. John Dies at the end and that guy is fucking awesome, dude. And I'm and I'm happy that it went that way. I'll be honest with you because I know, looking back on it, I really was happy too. I was like Wow, we didn't we didn't go like this the typical route. Not because we're above that, but because no. we were actually naive to the to the movies themselves. We actually didn't even bother to watch them. So no. it it was kind of cool that we didn't even like talk about it. But. It was perfect, dude, and, and it exemplified how much of an awesome dude he was. We promoted that exact movie, and we talked about it, and we talked about it in depth. I talked about specific scenes, and he fucking dude, he loved it, dude. I, yo. Oh, dude, I love that interview so much, and I'm sorry, I just had to mention that because you yeah, mentioned Yeah, listen, mentioned I'm actually going to stop. I'm going to play right now. I want to hear it. Uh, we'll get back to this in about uh, 30 minutes, guys. So I'm going to take a break. We're going to listen to Don Coscarelli interview, and we'll get back to Alien Covenant right after this. God, is it really you? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, how are you, man? Hi. Nice to meet you. You too, man. Hey, do you, do you have a minute to talk? No. Do you have a few seconds? Yeah. I do this radio show for Harbid.com. Good. And I just want to ask you a couple questions. Yes. Are you going to star in Terminator 5? Yeah. Now, do you think that you're a little too old to be playing the Terminator? You want to fuck with me? No, 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 sir. Please don't, uh, don't. Uh, Fuck you. No, no. Seriously, seriously. It's, I, I didn't mean it like that. Really. I, 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 dude. Please do not. Don't, don't, don't get mad. You're one of my favorite uh, actors. Stop ever. whining. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to ask you. Do you think you're? You know, some people think you're a little old for the role. No, it is not true. You, you think you can still play Terminator? Yeah. I just think that you're a lot older than you were when when you did Terminator One. Wrong. You're not? No. Okay. Look, did I piss you off, dude? Yes. You know, I was just trying to talk real with you, man. What the hell were you thinking? I mean, I just didn't expect you to react like that. What the fuck did I do wrong? You just started acting like a like a jerk with me. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you. Fuck you. Dude, you're, you're, you're coming off as a jerk. Bullshit. You are. Stop it! All right, fine. I don't play that game. All right. All right. What do you think? I was setting you up to make you look bad? Yeah. Well, I'm not. Now tell me about when you cheated on your wife. This is all a lie. I was framed. I'm completely innocent. You're sure? No, it is not true. You're sure you never cheated on your wife? No. Look, you know, I just, I just want to get more into this, but I'm kind of afraid. You know that. What are you afraid of? Well, I ate a lot, and, I, and you're kind of getting me nervous here. I feel like I'm going to throw up. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist, because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Dude, dude, calm down. Please, please. You want to fuck with me? No, no, I really don't, okay? Can you please calm down? 
Alright, now, now let's just try to talk rationally here. What do you get out of playing Terminator so much? Is it, like, really fulfilling to you? It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. Uh, alrighty then. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym, I'm getting the feeling of coming at home, I'm getting the feeling of coming. When you play Terminator over and over again, no matter how old you are. I get the same feeling, so I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Okay. Well, I think I should play the role, because I'm a younger guy, I'm kind of the same age you were when you were... You're a fucking choir boy compared to me! A choir boy! That... that... that might be true. Compared to you, I am. But I think I have what it takes. Don't be ridiculous. Fine, whatever, dude. You know what? Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah? You're all washed up! Get off my show! You son of a bitch! Get off my show! Good. Yeah? I think that's messed up, man. I bought all your movies on VHS, I bought them again on DVD, I bought them on Blu-ray, I saw everyone in the theater, and, and that's how you're gonna treat a fan? Sue me, dickhead. <sighs> Alright, Arnold, well, thanks for answering the few questions for the skeleton crew, I really appreciate it. Yeah. It was, uh, really fun. Good. And it was really nice to get to know you. And it was really nice talking to you. Nice to meet you. You too, pal. See you later, buddy. Fuck you. <laughs> ah, I'm so glad we did that, man. That was so fun. I didn't want to play it over the air. We, we cut it. Um, but man, that was so fun. So, we were talking about Alien Covenant, though, right? Yes, indeed. What, dude, yo, this movie... <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. All right. Well, first, let's before we give our bashings or praises, let's get into how this movie is a sequel to Prometheus. Yes. My review of Prometheus was this: it looked amazing, like stitches. <laughs> Prometheus is beautiful, Jamie. It is. <laughs> Beautiful. Stitches is like high school beautiful. Stitches is like I'm doing a reported, like a film, you know, thing. And this movie is, it's, it's an, it's an, it's sex for the eyes is what it is. Oh, it is. I, that's exactly what I said about it. Well, maybe not sex for the eyes thing, but I did say that right. it was, that it was a gorgeous film. And <laughs> yes, that was, to me, the best thing about it. Right. 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 Okay. Oh, perfect. So, okay. Yeah. Let's. Yep. Okay. So, and my my uh, review was that it was uh it was a movie and it was about uh I guess the beginning of this whole thing and that's cool I guess and there was no real big climax. Sorry, the uh, space jockey coming to life and killing four or five people is really not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> You know, uh, nothing was answered in a way. You know, this scientist chick was going there because the whole thing was, oh, you know, this drawing on the wall told us that uh, if we go here or whatever, these people created us or something like that, and we're going to find the answer to what life is and why we're here. Yep. And unfortunately, that was not really answered there or in this. I think we're still waiting for that answer. I don't know. We were created by the engineers. I mean, I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to be getting out of that entire idea. 
at all because we got nothing from either of these movies. So what I said basically was that Prometheus was a it was an in between episode, even though it's supposed to be a prequel, so it's the first, so that doesn't make any sense. But what I meant was <laughs> yeah. that it's not going to be complimented until you get to this movie, right? Ex- yes, exactly what you just said. Yes, and we're going to dive right into that. Yep. So how good is my foresight? We'll find out as we talk about this now. This movie takes place 10 years after <clears throat> Prometheus. This movie is Ridley Scott's directing once again. And a lot of people say it was basically a mashup of Prometheus and Alien. It's almost as if he made the same movie again, but then halfway through he made Alien again. You know, like it's it's a weird thing. It was like a stopgap, like a way to bridge the two. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and I just want to say real quick, I noticed a lot of the musical, you know, yes. I, I norm, yeah, we don't normally don't talk about it, and I remember how we pointed out that we're not really people who are going to tell you, like, the fucking, the, what we think of the music, because what are, you know. Score, yeah. Yeah, we don't think about that all that often, unless it's, like, a major. I just don't talk about it, like, see, score, okay, score is very important in films, but, like, if it works, then you're normally not going to notice then it. Then you don't talk about it. Right, right. Right. But if, if it's if it's so intrusive, like John Carpenter's Halloween. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, and, and that's the weird thing. John Carpenter's Halloween, it doesn't get any more intrusive. No. It's so fitting that you're like, well, fuck, thank God, intrude the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Right. So that's how that works. How do you guys feel this movie is a sequel to Prometheus? Just think of that part. How do you feel that worked out? So Prometheus is what it is. When Ridley Scott made this movie, he he did it trying to get away from the Alien franchise. He even said, but right up until it came out, literally like a month before it came out, this is in no way directly, uh, directly related to Alien, right? Then it came out, and it, or right before it came out, he said, well, no, you'll see what it kind of is or whatever, okay? Here's the problem, though. Ridley Scott is a fucking hell of a director, dude. Holy fucking shit, dude. Don't fucking get it twisted. This guy can direct a fucking movie, right? When he did Prometheus, though, he tried to go outside the box. And you know what? He failed. He said he failed at it. He meant to bridge the gap, but it's hard to bridge that gap, like we said, when your whole idea is basically a couple of movies to get there. Try fucking isolating Prometheus and saying, oh, no, but this is a prequel, and then having not having this movie not exist, like keeping it on its own, you know? It's very far out there. It's it's somewhat connected, yes, but not really. It's, it's, it's diving into other themes. It's opening the world up, by the way, which it did for the first time ever with the engineers and everything. It really opened the, the world up. Um, you look at the Alien franchise and what are they, a fucking mining crew? Like, word? Word? This is talking about fucking a whole of the species developing into something and then how the aliens came into that and this, that, and the other thing. Now, Prometheus is what it is. I thought it was intriguing. I thought it was extremely dialogue heavy with, with themes and, and ideas that I don't, I don't know if they exactly work or, or, or fit into this franchise 100%. 
until I saw this fucking movie. This is what we said last time. Prometheus is only going to pay off if this movie fucking pays off those ideas. And God damn it. Yo, right out the gate when they show Fassbender in that fucking room playing a piano. Slow as fuck. Whoa, Dan. Yes. We call him Slowbender. Slow bender. Slow as fuck bender. Just like the beginning of this movie. Slow as shit. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead. He's playing the piano. Dude, plays the fucking piano, dude. And I'm sitting there and dude, listen, I appreciate fucking slow scenes. I I, I idolize Quentin Tarantino. I get it. I see it. I, I see it happening. The whole time though, throughout the first about forty-five minutes of this movie, maybe an hour. Were you like looking around the room? I'm sitting. Well, listen. I'm sitting there, and dude, I gotta be honest with you. There was one point where it, this wasn't this wasn't the Scream Three commentary, but I did like close my eyes for a second. I fucking fell asleep for a second. I was like, "All right, this is like a little too much exposition. This is kind of just like <laughs> this is a lot of setup." Until until everything decides to pay off, dude. Yes. Okay. Wait. 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 Okay. Do you feel that? That we need to maybe branch out a little with these alien movies. And do we always have to be a team of people in a spaceship who go to a planet where they don't know what's happening and fucked up things happen. And then they run back to the spaceship and then more fucked up things happen on the spaceship are, how come all of Ridley Scott's movies are exactly the same premise? And that, like, and I think that's how Dan fell asleep. Because <laughs> why are we doing this again? Like, what the fuck? Like, you're literally, we're literally doing Prometheus again in, for the first half of this movie. T- right. In, in the sense that, okay, who cares if they don't know why they're hearing Bob Dylan on a radio or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is? Like, John Denver. John Denver, dude. Yeah. Hey, John Devlin. I'm more interested in, in why 20, year 2104's Danny McBride is such a big John Denver fan. Right. right. And also, guys, In 2104, are people going to know who he was? Yeah. Like, are, are we supposed to assume that he thinks of him the way somebody would think of Beethoven? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Beethoven's <laughs> name will last a fuck, whole fuck a lot load longer than John Denver. Sorry. It's just not the same goddamn thing. That's oh, like that- saying... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, later on, uh, about a month from now, uh, John Devlin is going to play in heavily into the crew's uh, retrospective. Oh, great. Jamie knows what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. You know. Are we going to review Dumb and Dumber? You don't get it yet. Nope, nope. (laughs) John Denver plays a key role in a retrospective we will be doing coming up soon. Ooh, for all you savvy guys out there you know what that means get it you'll get it but yeah but continue please i mean am, am i right okay look I'm, and i'm not bashing the movie i swear to god i'm not but am i right in saying why what is with this this whole thing we do is it is the next fucking movie gonna be the same thing it's a slasher in space dude it's what it is it's the same shit it's the same shit dude Formula thing. okay i'm sorry go ahead jamie I said it's formulate. Okay. Well, what else? Okay. Well, what else would you do? I guess. Right. I mean, you've got, 
you the whole point is the alien and then you have to aliens are in space so you have to go in space we're not going to go in space by yourself there's going to be and a crew and it can't be the same crew because that crew got killed in a previous movie so it's going to have to be a new crew you know yeah, but, but what how about how about the fucking alien just sees them going somewhere and then intercepts their spaceship like i don't know Anything. Well, anything that's a possibility. Else. Okay. May, okay. Yeah. You could go that route. Why not? Why not have them be like a pirated attack rather right. than landing on some strange or finding some convoluted reason to land them on this planet right. when they were going somewhere totally different? And I even watched a, a, a brief snippet of an interview with, uh, with Ridley Scott where he yep. said they asked him point blank, do you think that – do you think – David was luring them to this planet on purpose. Right. And and he said no. Oh. It was a coincidence uh, that well. this crew just happened to hear Shaw's messages because Shaw had been in, had, had been sending out signals just kind of like randomly hoping that someone okay. would hear them. Right. And it was a total coincidence that they did and David had nothing to do with it. Yeah. David had no reason in the world to think that anyone right. would ever land right. on that planet. Right. Like, it just, even if he was purposely trying to send out a signal to lure people there, there's no way to know if anyone is ever, I mean, space is endless. Space yeah. is Infinite. vast. I mean, it is, like, you can't even, you cannot wrap your mind around it. It will blow up your head. You know, hey, it is Jamie, just that's that, why they it call it that, space. There's a lot of it. I used to stare up at space, and what occurred to me is this. I stared up, and I said, wow, so space is just, you know, it goes on forever, right? Well, no, there's nothing could go on forever. It, it, there, there's got to be an end. Right. Once it ends, what's outside of that? And then you what's know. outside well, of that? That's, like, that's exactly it. That. More space. Uh, because, <laughs> and that's the thing, is that's what... Oh, my God. It's just insane because we will never be able to reach the things we know are out right. there. It is just impossible to physically reach all the things we know. So we will never know what's beyond that. Mm. You know, it's just um, the way they try to make that work is the, the cryo sleeping or whatever. And they they'd act like you could you could virtually live for 500 years and you'll still be 35 when you wake up. You know, if you went to sleep at 35, you know, like that's how they try to make that work. But in reality, no, you'd have to keep fucking the whole time. And then like your great, 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 great grandkids who probably don't even give a fuck about this at that point. They'll find out what's at the end of space and what's outside of that. Now we're talking interstellar territory. Yeah, so it's it's a whole thing, you know. Nobody could live long enough to to really discover anything. That's and that's how that that's why Ridley Scott invented cryo sleep or whatever you want to call it. Well, if you want to get into universes and infinite universes, dude, um, technically, like if you want to, it depends on what theory you go with. But they're constantly expanding, expanding a thousand million times uh, faster than the speed of light. So there is no. Did you end. just recently watch The Meaning of Life? Joe Rogan. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's the song from The Meaning of Life that said that. Pretty much says exactly that. It's very yeah. Funny. Okay. So I'm not that completely insane. 
Well, supposedly there's a point <laughs> of space. Space is elastic or whatever they say. So they say that if you keep heading in one direction, you'll eventually you'll eventually end where you started and just keep going. In our particular universe, yes. If you shoot a spaceship, let's just say from Earth, yes. you'll go straight in one direction. You'll eventually head to Earth again. I don't know about that. I don't know. I really don't know about you that. You know, like that's what they think. Right. But, you know, who who cares? And what does that have to do with this movie? Okay. <laughs> I think I missed something here. All the people on that planet. Remember the scene where every, every, all those uh, those Prometheus-looking guys were standing around? The engineers. Yes. The engineers were all standing there, and then they were, like, all burned to a crisp or whatever? Right. Okay, why did he do that? This is a dick. Well, see, that's the thing is I don't I, I, I don't I, I guess at some point he has come to believe that he is superior. Right. But no, that's I'm it. not really sure why. He, I don't know what his motivation is Can for I, killing right. all of them. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. So. <laughs> Can I, can I elaborate this, though? Because this is a big fucking part of of why I like this movie and why I don't. And actually why I do like it in the end, but it's because... All right, I'm not, I'm not negating what the bad things are. Okay, so with David and his decisions, right? Now, Ridley Scott has come out and said that there will be more sequels after this. Well, there goddamn better be because... Okay. <laughs> like, okay. like, what, what the what? fuck? Okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, though, because, listen, dude, Prometheus, I respected for what it was. I liked it for going outside the box. I didn't really dig it that much. I thought it was intriguing, but I thought in terms of the Alien franchise, it didn't necessarily fit in 100%, right? With this movie, changed my whole mind on that because it, it gave all the whole fucking backstory on David. That sick fuck, dude. And listen... I'll say yeah, this. but how, did, how does a robot become a sick fuck, though? That's kind of weird, right? Well, see, they, you know, they're, they're fucking androids. They develop feelings they and did, they think they're... They did make a point for Walter to tell him right. uh, that his ver- that David's generation yep. of androids were... They were too human. self-aware. They right. were too human. Right. They thought too much for themselves. Yes. So in future versions they removed that ability so that right. then they became more subservient like Walter. And how about what he fucking said to his creator like he literally put he like threw dirt in the face of his creator by saying so you're gonna die and I'm not. Yeah right. <laughs> Dude I love that line. Like he just whipped his fucking dick out to this guy and he was like bro I'm above you. And his and his master was so taken back by that that he was like go get me some tea you fucking piece of shit right yeah and, and, the, and the tea is right there so you're he's just obviously exercising just your superior. getting him out of it right yeah it's just like it's just uh make you know making him his bitch again like no i created you go get me that tea you fucking jerk yeah and, and get listen i know we're gonna talk about fastbender a lot here too but i gotta say Okay, in terms of like, and I'm somebody who loves fucking the X Men franchise, and you know, slow like, bender, slow bender, slow bender. Everything that this motherfucker's in, I dig, dude. I mean, he, dude, I love him, dude. To say that he is Magneto, 
And to say that statement and put him up against Ian McKellen is a statement in a fucking half. This guy can fucking half. Dude, Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs? Go fucking see Steve Jobs, you fucking assholes, dude. You'll see how good this guy is. The iPhone is not that amazing. I agree. Who cares? The iPhone's not amazing at all. It's boring as shit. Putting him against Ian McKellen, like you said... It's like, no, he's worthy, you know? It's almost like uh, debating whether or not Freddie Highmore is worthy of playing Norman Bates. It's like, no, Freddie has proved, yeah, he certainly is, right. He's Norman Bates just as much as Anthony Perkins is. Absolutely. You know, like I said, lukewarm season one, but he he found his niche. Um, Slowbender, dude, I never put too much thought into newer actors. I'm not that big in doing that. I'm more nostalgic with actors. Yeah, yeah, But, oh, god damn, is this guy good. I mean, even the scene when him and him were playing, like, he was teaching himself to play the fucking flute, dude, I was like... Loved it. Could, is there anybody who could actually be so fucking subtly perfect where you could show me how you're one character and you're also one other character in the same exact moment and I can absolutely tell who's who? Like, holy fuck, dude, and you're you're a fucking robot! Yo, Fassbender is one of our greatest fucking actors of our time. Dude, I'm I'm saying it right now. To have him play this role, and then I'll be, I gotta be honest with you. Now, I don't know if you guys fucking saw this or whatever. I didn't know he was going to be playing two characters. Once that fucking entered my mind, dude, and it started playing out the way it did, holy fucking shit, dude. This is no, why I didn't know it I- either. I also dude, didn't right? know James Franco was in the movie. James Franco, you know. yeah, but James Franco really isn't in this movie. Dude, he was in the fucking trailer. He dude. was in the. He's in the prelude. I didn't even know. I didn't even remember that. Well, so, Jamie, Jamie, here's the thing. They released this uh, scene, right? It's the scene of the whole cast with Franco and and Danny McBride, uh, you know, a little Pineapple Express reunion, and they show them all interacting. I believe they all have a shot right before they go into hypersleep. Now, this is before, obviously, but it's a bit like they released it online. Why they didn't show this is beyond me because Franco dies. He gets burnt in the first fucking, what, 15 minutes or something? Yeah, he's done. I don't know why they did that. That that was a weird decision, but I liked uh, Danny McBride in this. I thought he was serviceable. I thought that he wasn't comic relief like you all thought he would be. Oh, my mind, dude, which was really cool, too. I liked Far beyond serviceable. I think he did an amazing job. He he was very good. I just kissed my hey, mic. Hey, watch it. Brian's I listening. love Danny McBride anyway. Like I've never yeah. I've never had an issue with him. When I saw that he was gonna be in this, I had no problems with it. I thought it was gonna be I, I like him. So I was like, okay, cool. Oh. Um but he really nailed the dramatic stuff. Oh, he was so And good. Uh, when you were talking about slow bender his my favorite moment of his in this movie was the moment when he reacted to when sorry when David reacted to the other one Orem killing uh, the what do they call him the neo the neomorph oh when he smiled yeah um when he gets that smirk yeah no when he when he was like no like you know it trusted me why would you do that I mean it was just so wrought with emotion so real um it was like you shot his dog or something you know it was it was really i mean just 
powerful. <laughs> I thought that was a great moment. Oh, we could talk about Slowbender this entire review. This guy, Ridley motherfucking Scott, seemed to take both ideas, both things, take the Alien franchise and and take it into a place where not only it, it transcends like all genres and all that kind of shit, but takes Fastbender takes it from Prometheus, puts it in this movie, dude, and somehow makes an amalgamation of perfect acting, adding the aliens, and we haven't even gotten to the fucking aliens yet, guys. That's we haven't gotten, dude, we didn't get to the uh, thousand Ethan embryos that are going to be. Dude, <laughs> this is so <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dude, we haven't no, even gotten uh... into that yet, And th- but this is the whole point, though. Thank God that they did Prometheus to give the backstory on David, you sick fuck. Because well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's put it in a little bit more realistic perspective. Not saying you're not realistic, but... No, I'm not. How about this? It's almost like Ridley Scott really believed in what he was doing with Prometheus. But like Jamie said, the studio kind of fucked with that. And then... Like he said, it wasn't what it should have been or whatever he said, you know? It's almost like, in this movie, he wanted to really drive home what he wanted to do with Prometheus. Right. While providing fan service. But dude, he had this all along, but it's everybody else that's catching up. See what I mean? He had this all planned out. But people didn't like it, and that's why he was like, well, I should have went back on it. But, dude, if he went back on that and put aliens in Prometheus, it'd take away from this movie. So it's us that is trying to catch up to Scott. Right. For for a, a diehard alien fan, it's a horror movie in a lot of ways. Believe it, it or is. not, this is a horror podcast, and this is a horror movie. Jamie, did you notice all the horror tropes that sort of went on when it so comes many. to the characters? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did, and um, that kind of gets into the direction of this film, which is something I have a lot of issue with. So, okay, uh, I can. Yeah, take us, take us down back. Well, I'll tell you. Um, for one, in the, in the beginning of this film, I was all about it. Like, I I don't think it was very slow at all. I think it just like kind of hit the ground running. You know, you immediately had the whole the breach and then the fire and. You know, people are panicking and shit's falling and, you know, uh, then they they lost some embryos and they lost some of the, the settlers. <laughs> the which the I guy burning was... up in the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was nuts. All right. Well, then, yeah. you know, they make the supremely stupid decision to go off course based on absolutely no information at all. Uh, just because they heard some. Basically, they wanted to check out the noise in the basement. That's exactly right. Right. what it was, right. which is is version, one yeah. of those horror tropes that you're talking about. Right. Um, it's just like, oh, what was that noise? Let's go check it out. Well, no, <laughs> asshole. You have somewhere that you're supposed to go that you vetted, that you completely researched, that you know exactly what is waiting for you when you get there. Yeah, they and even said we yes, must it's gonna miss take this. To get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but even though it's going to be, it's going to take you longer to get there, you don't know dick about this other place, but okay. So then you get there and then you like, I mean, they have no idea what this atmosphere is like, but they immediately just walk out of the ship. Like nothing's going on. It's like, Hey, what's up? I'm breathing this. It does, you know, actually, supposedly they did know that it was more conducive to human beings. I thought, right. Isn't that what? Isn't that the only reason they did it? Listen, guys, I the mean, planet I don't know how had they did no, know that no. based on some radio signals that they received. No, it had weed. It's safe. 
Well, <laughs> but they didn't know it had wheat until they got down there kidding. and walking around in it. I know. Um, but right. anyway, um, it just, I don't know. They're just kind of like, dur, 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 we're tramping around. We don't know anything about <laughs> it. Even if they, even if they did know that they could breathe the air before they got there, okay, I'll give them that much. But you still right. don't know what you're walking in. Are you just going to go traipsing into the jungle? Uh, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. For these to be intelligent scientists, like these are people who have done this, they've dedicated their entire life and risked their lives and thousands of others to to populate a planet that they are expecting. And this is not it. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm saying if you want to be, if you want to be, um, uh, I don't know, adventurous, do it on your own time. Do it when you don't have thousands of people's lives in your hands that are trusting you to do exactly what you told them. Imagine if you got on a plane, you bought a ticket to Jamaica, you got on the plane, and they're like, you know what, midair, we've decided we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go check out India. Like, I, well, no, I wasn't going to India. Well, yeah. wait a minute. I got all my Rastafarian hats and joints. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what's also nice this time of year, India. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that's not that's not. That's not where I want. No, that's not where I'm going. Well, too bad. You're here now. Shut up and go to sleep. Here's a pillow. You're going to love it. I'm telling you. They got the best curry <laughs> this side of. But if I wasn't Jamaican, why would I wear this hat? Because <laughs> I'm Jamaican, you wear it, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. We're like the biggest losers today. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere with that that actually talked leading me into the direction i have the, the issues i have here yeah to be honest yes. i don't feel like this film one looks nearly as good as prometheus did yeah i absolutely agree absolutely when i walked away from prometheus i was like holy hell even if you don't end up and i told people at the time like even on podcasts i was telling people if you even if you don't end up liking the movie you need to see it in the theater because it's fucking beautiful right. like you need to experience that with this one it felt honestly like he didn't have much of a fuck to give anymore i just didn't i didn't i didn't feel the interiors of the ships looked like something i would expect from ridley scott i didn't feel like the motivations of the characters made a whole lot of sense in a lot of ways. And then when we got to the thing, okay, we had this pivotal moment where something happens with David and Walter and then something happens off screen and anyone who's seen any movie ever knows what the outcome of that is. If anyone out there was right, surprised. Right, right. Okay, Jamie, I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say that, yes, of course, every moron with a third of a brain could could tell you that David was on the ship at the end of the movie and not Walter. Am I saying that right? David's a bad guy, right? Yes. Yes. yes okay. 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 Good. Now, now they try to throw you off because David cut his hand off and we're all sitting there thinking well he knows that the guy is one fucking hand so yes will he is he willing to risk cutting his hand off just to you know get his agenda sure sure he is okay but then then do give credit to really Scott for this that he made David literally sort of act like Walter in how he was distressed or whatever among yep. what was happening, he hit the right buttons, he saved her when he needed it to save It made no sense. It did not, 
Right. If that was actually a bad guy and he was in that situation and this is one of his creations running around on this ship and you have these three people that know what's going on and all you have to do to, to get them out of your way is lock them in a corridor with this thing and or maybe lie to them about where it is and you don't do that, right. why? Right. Why? What exactly is his motivation for not ending it right there? There is hey no guys, reason for that. You, you want to know something? Absolutely agree. You want to know something funny too? Because, okay, we all knew that it was David and not the other guy, right? Okay. Of course. I mean, yeah, you'd have okay. to be blind and deaf to not know that. R- real quick, they also try to throw you for a loop by saying by uh, Walter going, there's been some upgrades since you've been made. Right. So you're also led to believe that his upgrades made him come out on top of that fight also. Totally, totally. Now, well, yeah, the... because we actually watch that wound on his neck heal in real time. Like, we watch okay. it heal. And then later on, he's got cuts on his face that she is stapling up. Okay, okay, but he... Okay, I'm so glad oh! you just said that. I'm so glad you just said that, though. When he has that cut, all right, it's not the same. It's on the different side of his face, and my buddy Dave brought that up because he noticed that, which blew my fucking mind. Dude, it took me out of the movie. I was like, how did you notice that, you cocksucker? Because Dave is so oblivious to shit like that. Like, he doesn't watch movies like we do. He goes, oh, dude, I knew that was David because the scar was on a different side of his face. I was like, what? But the thing is, if it was David, there shouldn't have been a scar because David, heal, he, we watched him heal himself. He heals. Right. Right. So if it was David, there shouldn't have been any scar at all. You're also, where the hell is the hole from where she stabbed <laughs> him in the chin yeah, with right. the nail? Where right. is that hole? I right. thought that was, to be honest, I thought that was supposed to be, like, going to be the giveaway. Like, at one point when she was looking at him, I thought he was going to, like, raise his head and then she would see a hole under there and go, fuck, I, re-, you know, because she, re- she yep. would have to remember stabbing him. Well, then we actually, and that never happens, and then we actually get to the <laughs> very end of the film and you get that shot of him where he tilts his head up and there's nothing yeah, there. There's nothing there, right? Oh, shit. And yep. I'm like, well, what the hell is that? I know <laughs> that, too. Good call, Jamie. Good call. No, good call indeed. And, dude, there there are some things about this movie where it's like, all right, okay. But I do think, though, that, that when they did that switch even, and everybody knew it was David, I get it. Um, I still think, though, with all those tropes um, included, <laughs> induced, I still think it was a good movie, dude. I st- no, you're right, dude. You're right. I uh, know. I'm not saying it was bad. I well, no, no, away I didn't from it. Did. I enjoyed I did. it. I did. I did. I didn't say you know? did. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is, like, listen. There are certain things that I know that you guys notice that I notice as well. But with the progression of the movie, and listen, we've been fucking dancing around this the whole goddamn episode. How fucking awesome with the goddamn aliens. God damn it, let's get into it, dude. Let's, <laughs> let's get into the alien. All except the freshly born alien who comes out looking like that little, that little dude that's like doing the dance on with in Young <laughs> Frankenstein with the. I kept expecting him to dance off going, Hello, my lady. Hello, <laughs> Hello my dog. Um, it just. Dude, They're like, Jamie. what the hell is that? What happened to that cute little chest burster that we used to get? You know, <laughs> this guy, this guy's all fully formed doing the sun salute. <laughs> Jamie, you know what he reminded me of? Remember when Freddie was a little guy and he like yeah. was like, and he cut his strings. I was like, oh yeah. fuck, this reminds me of Freddie Krueger. Like it was so 
funny. And I was like, oh, so this is what a real alien looks like that doesn't glide across a table. Holy shit. You know, but okay. Okay, Dan. Uh, okay, I'm going to say I'm so sorry, bro. I'm going to bum you out for like four minutes. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the aliens. Um, the, the whole thing, and, and this took place on, thank God I just got done watching Alien vs. Predator, because this is the only selling point, and I'm not even sure that it is a selling point, because they were just stupid too, I think. This, you know, we talked about, uh, one of the major things we mentioned when we reviewed Aliens is how ludicrous it is, the progression of the the adulthood how quickly yeah dude this is worse than ever okay like he literally lays into this dude and within an hour bursts out of his chest dude and then stands around runs away and then grows up in a day now like this is fucking crazy now bro because even the incubation period took longer in the in the fucking original it took a little longer, but I'll say this, Alex. Now, and 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 tell me how easily they could have done this, but they didn't, which is in line with the very first Alien movie as well. Now, that alien, that big alien that it turned out to be, the alien we all know and love, that black one, right? That was one alien. One. And it's because it came from Billy Crudup. Crudup, Crudup, whatever the fuck his name is from fucking The Watchmen. That came from one dude, it, it chest burst out of him, it fucking came, and it came to be, it was what it was. There were not several aliens, there was one fucking alien in this. Which is pretty crazy, if you think of, in terms of, if you look back to the original alien, and then this one, it could have got a lot crazier. It could have been like, oh no, now there's fucking 15 aliens. No, there was one. Okay, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. When I'm saying this, I'm saying this as a guy on a horror podcast. I'm not saying it as a guy sitting in a theater. You know, I I truly turn my who I am here, you know, I turn that off and I do take the ride. I absolutely do. But I got to admit, while I was taking the ride, I got to say that I never really felt that this alien was as much of a threat as the alien from the first movie. And I'm not I'm not hung up on the first movie either. And and what I'm saying is this. Aliens really took away the entire aspect of one of these things being a major fucking problem in our lives. You know, when <laughs> when somebody could just take a big machine gun and go side to side, and kill six of them in 90 seconds, it sort of takes away from how menacing one is, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's kind of common sense, and it's kind of something, oh, maybe we didn't think about, but, oh, shit, yeah, you're right, right? Yeah. It it definitely, it, it tones down when you watch Alien again, if you have that in mind, it can fuck with it. It can fuck with the whole experience, right? Yeah. Sure. In this movie... I, I, God, I tried so hard, but I never felt that, God, it, it seems so important when the alien was still on the ship when she escaped in part one. It seems so important when the alien was on the ship again in Aliens and he ripped the fucking Lance Hendricks in half and all that funny <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. it just seemed major still at that moment. 
but God, you know, something about her fighting this alien and being on that rope and pull me up and I'm shooting him and this and that and pull me in and I don't know, man. It just, it just seemed like the alien was more disposable than it ever was when it meant something. And I agree. Yo, you got to remember something, though, bro. We live in 2017 right now. That's not the landscape of the land right now. Now, what you said back in the 80s and how important it was, you're absolutely fucking right. And it was important, and it shows why it's important. And we realize right now, looking back in 2017, back to those movies, why it was important, why that seclusion is so important. But today, dude... Today's a different fucking landscape. People want different things, bro. And I thought that with with the way they executed this whole alien and how they did it. Now, I think it's actually held back from what most people are doing these days. And it kept it somewhat secluded. It kept it somewhat contained for what the franchise is anyways. As opposed to what every other movie is doing, which is uh, throw fucking... Throw fucking 50 aliens at them and let them fucking mow them all down. You know what I mean? Like, I think right, they, yeah, I do agree I think that, that they I did do show constraint. That. I think they did, bro. And listen, it's Ridley Scott. Like, it's his fucking baby, dude. But And, and listen, I want to say, too, that there were some CGI moments, especially with the oh, little baby. Yeah. Yeah, it was cringeworthy. But there were so many fucking awesome scenes dude to where i'll be honest with you i can't even remember all of them but there were so many good alien kills let's 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 let's, let's break it down that couple in the fucking shower <laughs> yeah it was great dude, i mean okay you want to break it down we didn't need that what like what could we need that for that's a jason kill right there oh yeah that, that that that's like the two on the moped in friday six like they just right. added those in but but here can i say this i i, I don't mean to rain i prayed but do you agree that all of the kills in this movie were sort of telegraphed you you almost knew everybody who was gonna there was no surprise kills here oh yeah dude i was jerking off the whole time too yeah, because you, and here's the thing, even with, what's the scene? Oh, duh. Even with the guy who was walking over to the fucking egg, and we <laughs> all know that the face hugger's gonna jump out. So this movie almost played into the idea that you have had to watch our other movies, otherwise you would not yep. even fucking. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, but here's the problem. <clears throat> like, Jamie was mentioning horror tropes before. You always know who's the next one to die because they they go and look, listen to what's outside or they do this. They go alone and it's very clear who the next person to die is, right? Correct. And I feel like that happened here. Yep, totally. And Alien 1 is built on suspense and tension and unfortunately because of this aspect that that is void in this movie. Well, that's exactly well, why I think that he didn't really give a fuck about this movie in a lot of ways <laughs> is because he didn't try. Like he didn't he didn't try to subvert any of I the disagree. things that we as as movie watchers know. Like he just went, "All right, yeah, this is everybody here knows exactly how this is going to play out. I don't give a fuck." That's what I right. felt about it anyway. I mean, right. now you could argue that the thing I was talking about with David and Walter, you could argue that we might know it, but she didn't know it, and his intent was for her not to know it. Well, if that was the case, then there are a lot of things he did between the time 
that Agreed. the yep. off-screen thing happened yep. and the end that just don't make sense. Like right. there's absolutely no motivation for it. Right. So Agreed. I don't buy that. Yep. I think he just. Um, and as far as like the shower thing goes, no, we didn't need that. We we no. and I felt it. Really awesome. We don't we don't need that. I don't think there but was, it was any kind of. Awesome, dude. It yeah, was but, very. It was but, cool to look at, but it was cool to look at. But I'm not watching a slasher film. You know, if I was watching a slasher film, I would love it. I'm not watching a slasher film. I'm watching an alien film. And to me, I'll, one thing I said when I left the theater after watching this is I felt like this film lacked class in a lot of ways. And when you, when I think of Ridley Scott, he um, he is a fucking amazing director. He is. And he has like a, a I don't know, there's like this certain amount of class to him. But the the way that they were talking and interacting, the way that things were going down, it was, um, it was, I don't know, it just wasn't as elevated as I felt like it should have been to be a Ridley Scott film. And that goes from everything to the sets to, uh, as far as the ships go, I, I think the interiors of the temple and everything, that was fine. But the, the ships themselves, they seemed very generic to me. Mm. I mean... I didn't feel like I was watching a Ridley Scott film. I felt like I was watching like Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, I wasn't. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't. Well, I just, it didn't blow me away. It didn't. And I know he can. That's why I don't think he gave a shit. They were all practical, though. You got to give Yeah, them. I mean, that's something. He, but, he, took, um, he took the biggest, the biggest um, indoor uh, studio and expanded it for this movie just to provide extra space for all the sets that he wanted to make. So and that's... yet it comes away leaving me with no impression that, <laughs> that makes it even sadder. <laughs> I love you, Jamie. I don't agree that he didn't give a shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he was preoccupied because he was oh, so okay. self conscious of the last backlash. You know, and self-conscious. Exactly. Also, he never wanted Prometheus to be what Prometheus ended up being. I think he's bitter that he ended up having to tie these two films together because it's not something he ever wanted. This is not, this was not intended to be, or or Prometheus was not intended to be an alien film. So the fact that he's having to now bridge the gap between the two probably rubs him the wrong way a little bit. He's probably like, motherfucker, this isn't where I was going with that. And also, guys, I'll do it anyway. And right. this whole movie, though, this whole um, uh, line of movies that he's doing, regardless of there's uh, one more or two more sequels that come after this, you know what's fucking fucked up about the whole thing? And I hope I don't change anybody's mind about um, about Ridley Scott, but the whole reason he came in hot with Prometheus and continued with Alien Covenant is to cock block Neil Blomkamp for doing Alien 5. I'll say it, dude. That's what he did. He didn't want that guy taking over his franchise, so he's like, you know what? No, I'm oh, doing yeah. this. Oh, yeah. That's exact. That's that is absolutely true. Yeah. Right. He's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, fuck. You know, fucks us. Uh, what was it? Uh, District Nine. I'm gonna say this as a defense. When he did his uh, audio commentary, and I believe 2004, uh, four, just so you know, uh, he did say that. Um, he absolutely would love to do I think he even said like Alien 5 or yeah. 6 or whatever oh, and he said I would love to tell the story of the uh, space tracking so right. in, in right. his defense it ain't like it was so you know just well um, I was hoping he would love to do it I didn't feel that from this I didn't yeah, feel right. his love 
Well, listen, I think this could have been a masterpiece, but here's what I think. I think that this movie was what it was. It gave me tons that I loved, but I still think, I still think to this day that Ridley Scott's Alien movie, his masterpiece other than Alien, is is yet to be made. I'll say that. Really? Yep. Well, I guess I guess Prometheus shows us that he can shoot a beautiful fucking thing that if it was just written a little stronglier. Right. I made that up. Uh, that <laughs> it could be. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> I made that up. I made that up. It could be amazing. Now, here's the, okay. I'm gonna say, and uh, guys, listen. This is our job to talk about shit. Fucking forgive me. I'm sorry. What the fuck? What do you want me to do? Jerk this thing off for fucking an hour and a half? You know? Sure. So listen, I, I just gotta ask this, though. Okay. <laughs> so, the whole point of this shit is that these fucking... The cute little redhead from part one, or whatever you want to call Prometheus, uh, her whole thing is that she's hanging out with this dude, and they see these cave drawings, right? Isn't that what... Am I, like, losing my no, mind? No, you're right. Okay, so they saw these things... And they said, well, somehow, I, I forgot what the fuck, dude. Don't ask me and don't hold me accountable. They somehow figured out what exact planet that these fucking drawings came from. I don't remember what the fuck's going on here. And and they're going to go to this planet, and that's where they're going to find the answers to life, right? Okay, right. Oh, right, basically, right? Okay. Pretty much. So, how the fuck... And, and, and in those drawings, wasn't the xenomorph sort of in there, right? Yes, Okay, isn't that what David's doing now? Isn't right. how the fuck yeah. could it have? How could they have looked at this? They couldn't have. Right. Right. It's called retconning, and they do it a fucking <laughs> lot in this movie. Okay, because I thought I was crazy for no. Like, you're not. You are not crazy. I it, it, that he did that with a lot with several things and. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. Your memory is correct, and no, it could not possibly be there. If you go by this movie, that could not be there. Okay, perfect. And uh, what do you guys think of the aspect, you know, we talk a lot about horror tropes and how this movie plays into a zillion of them, and it's weird, and it takes away from the kills because there's no surprise kill here, and there's no suspense, unfortunately, because it's it's like a horror movie in a way. Um, what do you guys think about him taking, you know, in a horror movie, the trope, the biggest trope is the final girl. I mean, they even make movies called the final girl where, you know, they're totally focusing. Nah, dude, yo, they even gave this chick her own Sigourney Weaver nipples for the end. I didn't notice that. They, They gave her it. They said, hey, here's these nipples. You're the final girl. Go get him, Tiger. Okay. But here's where I'm going with this. Okay. In a horror movie, how odd is it that the focus of the movie is not the final girl. It's a fucking android from a previous movie. Like, that is major. I mean, we are just watching it and taking it, uh, whatever. Guys, <laughs> that's a major aspect here. That Michael Slowbender is the main focus of this fucking movie. It's I not even the final girl. 
I have actually seen a lot of people have issue with that, complain that there was too much Fassbender in this movie. Oh, and to I be honest, his parts where it was David... No, his parts where he was, it was David with Walter were some of my favorite parts of the film. Like, I really enjoyed the way they interacted. I loved him as a character. I didn't think there was too much of him. I totally see what you're saying, Alex, and yes, you're right, right. about that. I personally just didn't have a problem. No, 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 I'm not nitpicking. I know what, what you're, doing I know. Is, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you a different perspective, that's all. So, like, yeah. if people who are listening to the show maybe just watched it for what it is or whatever and they glossed over that idea, guys... That's a major fucking difference here, you know? It is, like, it is. Yeah, you're supposed to focus on Linda Hamilton, Sigourney Weaver, all that type of shit. Of course, Arnold's there and all that type of shit, but yeah. But, like, Arnold's not the same character as Slowbender. So, so to have him be the central focus of this movie is a major fucking deal. Dude. Hey, look at Terminator 2, then. Yeah. When you have Arnold and then you also have the, is it the T-1000 or the T, he was uh, the T-1000. Okay. T-1000. Yep. And you have, yeah, you have the two of them versus each other, but you also have Linda Hamilton with those, you know, uh, ripped arms. Yeah. yeah. Don't Who do pull you up feel, in the cage. I, yeah, pull-ups. What do you, how do you feel that works out? Do you feel there's a, there's a decent balance between the two? Do you think that you focus more on one than the other? I don't give a fuck. I love that movie. I don't think about shit like that. <laughs> I know. Like, no, but, no, no, but like, let's focus on that, though. Because here's the thing. Fastbender, dude, let's fucking put it all into perspective. Fastbender is one of the best in the fucking business. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And then in this movie, we get two Fastbenders, bitch. Ah. Yo, the way that they fucking play this movie out. If Okay. If you don't like Fastbender, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you do. I don't get it. No, but no, but, but what I'm saying is, I don't get it either. If somebody is a is a lover of movies and the craft of acting, are you a fucking retard? You Thank don't you. love Michael Slowbender? Are you a fucking loser from hell? Like, are, come on, bro. That's like some of the finest acting you're ever gonna get out Ugh. of this bullshit, dude. He's so good, dude. Like, okay, here's the thing about Fastbender. I am a huge fucking everything this guy does, I love, right? So when I'm seeing him, and even in the beginning, I, I'll be honest with you, that beginning scene with him on the piano, I don't get it. Okay, fine. Then you fucking transport to that goddamn flute scene, like you said. Oh, wait, wait, Dan, wait, don't gloss over. Dude, that was all about establishing, like I, I said. It. Yeah, 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 that was cool. But dude, I'm a retard though. Don't forget. It had it had its place. Yeah, you're right. It was drawn out. It was like it was like where the fuck are we going with this? Well, yeah. Well, I, see, I that's reason. the thing. That's the main thing, dude. See, I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, okay, this is good for what it is. But if this whole movie is this, I'll be kind of pissed. Now, <laughs> in retrospect, it was <laughs> not. It was the perfect balance. It was the setup. It was the fucking prelude to what David did. It was everything I fucking wanted it to be. 
Okay, that was the setup, dude. And you had the setup that continues throughout the second half of the movie. But what they also pepper in in the second half of the movie are some of the most badass fucking alien kills ever. God damn it. Fuck you all to hell. Dude, some of these alien kills. I'm sorry, dude. This is what it's all about. We're horror movie fans. We're, 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 we're reviewing Alien Covenant, which is a, uh, a yeah, a horror movie in, in a sense. But it's really a sci-fi movie. And it is what it is. It's Ridley Scott. It's one of the best directors out there. Dude, I loved this shit. How it fucking relates to my personality in terms of me, first of all, loving Fassbender, loving good acting, loving anything really good is fucking just great. And then you add in fucking all the alien kills, and I get it. Right. CGI, uh, especially with the early alien. Yeah, a little shaky. But it was okay. It was it was a little. Uh, I could, okay. Like I see it. Wait, dude. Honestly, honestly, real quick. Yeah. Honestly, for a movie this high profile and this high budget, wouldn't you expect better CGI? A little bit, a little bit. Like, and and, and I and I wonder, like, is there better CGI? Like, you have to imagine. Apparently not. I, I apparently not. Yeah. Like, you would have to imagine that a guy like Ridley Scott would be like, "Well, fuck, get me the best motherfuckers on the planet, right?" So, why do my aliens look so shady when they're running around after people and shit like that? Like, what the. F- fuck is happening here i had a guy in a goddamn suit who died of whatever the fuck he died you know that <laughs> that, that yeah, aids like like he was amazing the movie looked except for the weird thing where i had him reach his hands out with a guy in the fucking duct like besides that odd scene my alien looked badass and you know what's fucked up about it? They could have done that better. They could have done that realistically. They could have done that practical, and it probably would have looked even better because it was practical, but they didn't. It looked a little CGI. Okay, but listen, dude, we're all waiting. Like, let's let's not let's not gloss over this big part of the movie, okay? Because we all saw Alien One. We talked about this. We we talked about the progression of this, okay? This movie starts with the baby okay the little face hugger and the little baby running around fucking causing havoc okay fine but we're all really fucking waiting for that black that fucking big ass alien to come up and fucking yeah but guess what it never did because i don't feel like there was a xenomorph in this movie it was sort of like a like a prototype or something that Fassbender was working on before he perfected it. Like, I think he's gonna perfect it in the next movie or whatever, but I don't think that this alien exactly was the Xenomorph, right? It, it, didn't it seem a little... Well, yo, I agree. Okay, now that I think about that, you're right. Maybe it wasn't, but whatever the fuck we saw, dude, that black alien, I loved. If if right. that's like the, the version 3 of 5 of the Xenomorph, fine. Fine. Right. Dude, that badass fucking end alien, dude, yo, that thing was scary as flying fuck. That reminded me of the first alien. The way it moved, okay, here's the thing about CGI. We rag on it for the little baby alien. The way that they fucking used CGI for that fucking full-grown xenomorph was goddamn masturbatory. You know, the way that thing fucking moved and slid around and the way, just the way its movement was, was so fucking badass, dude, that I was like, you know what? I was like, Ridley Scott, yeah, you, you tried, you tried on the story end and I think you succeeded for what you wanted to succeed. But 
with the alien and how the alien fucking comes at people, dude, I'm sorry. I think he fucking nailed it. So, okay, on the fact... Well, you you do know he stole some of his own shots. I don't give a fuck. Let him. Yo, no, 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 that's cool because that's all nostalgia. Still some of my old material for 2003. Yo, get it, then. Yeah, like that. Like <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, did you notice that there's a lot of like Alien One and Two shots in here, and and do you think that's awesome or do you think that's like? Uh, I think Jamie? it's just one more example of he couldn't be bothered, so he's like, yeah, what, that worked the first time. Why the fuck Thank not? Thank you, girl. Hey, I love you. I did, you know, and amazing. here's the thing is I didn't hate this. I know it sounds brutal. I did not hate this movie at all. I really didn't. Coming out of it, I, I enjoyed myself. I had fun with it for what it was. I, Brian I, there were parts of it where I was actually giddy with excitement, you know, because here's the thing. When, when, when we were seeing little spores, which also don't really make any sense because apparently black goo somehow turned into spores. I don't know what that's yeah, about. Yeah, what was that all right, about? Right, I don't know. Right. Um, but when we saw the little spore aliens and that whole thing, I was going to get pissed because I was like, I mean, I was starting to get angry. Like the more we saw them, I'm like, there, we better have more than this. Like it better. Yeah. I need, I need more of a jump. <laughs> you know, I need to move this evolution along a little bit, a little right. bit faster. Like, right. like how do, how do plants become aliens now? Like what the fuck are we watching? So then when we saw, when we got to the point where David's like, hey, man, come. He's like, I want to show you something. All right. Yep. You just saw this dude chatting with an alien after, like, over the head. <laughs> the decapitated head of your teammate. And he's chilling with this guy. Like, I don't, like, play it, like, doing sign language. Like, uh, he's fucking yeah. gorillas in the mist. And you... <laughs> And he got upset when you <laughs> killed this murderous alien, yet you're going to go see what he wants to show you? Like, <laughs> like what a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, walk right up to it because he says it's perfectly safe. So, uh, yeah, but when we did see that part, when that face hugger came out, I got to tell you, I was a little bit excited. Yeah. I was still fucking excited because I was like, oh, this is, I got tinges of what I love. And, you know, I, it was, it was good times it was great didn't you almost feel like you were on the inside track like you know that that type of setup is supposed to make us feel like oh hey dude we know what's going on but you don't know what the fuck is about to happen right so like and that's cool hey listen i would do that shit if i was like the guy who invented you know like your new favorite killer you know like adam green tried to do with like hatchet let's just say tried to do and now you're watching Hatchet, like, five, and you know what's coming, but the, the guy in the movie doesn't know. Right. I, I would think that you're having a good time, you know. This goes back, actually, Alex, to where this is a very snooty, like, elite, elitist type of mentality. And I've always struggled with this because I feel like an asshole because of it. But this is what I call now the split mentality, Right. Now, we reviewed Split, right? Now, we're watching Split. The end scene comes in Split where Bruce Willis shows up, right? Everybody that's seen Unbreakable straight comes in their fucking pants, dude. They love it. And I'm sitting there like, do I have any more popcorn? Right, right. Dude, I need some more. (laughs) Yeah, I need to compliment the jizz in my fucking lap, dude. Like, straight up. 
here's here's and, and this is such like I said, I gotta reiterate this because I know this is gonna sound like a dickhead thing to say. This is such an elitist way to think. But when I fucking hear that and then people say, I don't get it. Why was Bruce Willis in it? You fucking idiot, watch a goddamn movie, you fucking prick. I'm gonna defend myself. I know why he was okay, I sort of didn't know. Okay, wait a minute. Okay. I know that he's in M. Night Shyamalan's movies, and I know he's in Unbreakable, but I didn't know how this pertains to Unbreakable. I'm sorry. That's okay. I love you. You still, let me ask you a question. Did you watch, did you go watch Unbreakable after that? So that, what did the alien do after, I'm trying to deter from where we are, because no. No, but what I'm saying though is. I had, no, I did not watch the movie. Okay, all right, fine. Yo, but see, here's the thing though. When you get that gratification of, okay, I know exactly what's going on, it's a great feeling because this is years, dude. This is years of watching these type of movies that lead to this, right? So 20 years when, probably, right? Well, okay, right. So when Bruce Willis rolls up, dude, and you've been a fucking M. Night Shyamalan fan since day one. Since day one, bitch. Before Sixth Sense. Before his big blow-up, dude. You get that reference, dude? Let me tell you something. My dick grew 12 inches that day. It was like... It's like the Grinch is hard. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about, dude. That's why fucking I love movie fans, dude. And that's why Alex, dude, you of all people, of all fucking people on this earth should not be fucking mad or or fucking or embarrassed of the fact that you never got into the Alien franchise until you did. Bitch, Alex Edwards did, and he loved it, and that's what it is, dude. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter whatever. Like, you get it. Like, you get all that shit now. It doesn't matter if you were a fucking lifetime long fan. It's the fact that you love movies and that you picked on, you picked up on everything that's good in those movies. And that's what it is, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I... Listen, I... You know, if you... You know, like, if somebody said a rich guy lost, let's just say a rich guy, you know, back in the Depression. If a rich guy lost $8 million, he jumped off a building, right? And he killed himself. Right. And a poor guy never knew what it's like to have more than $64 in his pants pocket. So he's not going to kill himself, right? Because... <laughs> That's all he has, but the rich guy who had eight million will, right? So it's not the greatest analogy, but what I'm saying is I am so thankful that I have Alien in my life today. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, people who are going to judge me and say, oh, man, yeah, but you lost out on 15 years of greatness. Dude, I envy you that you just found these movies and you're getting to see them for the first time. I'm like, yo, really? I'm like, oh, fuck that fucking piece of shit. Dude, that kid gets to see Alien and Alien 2 and now Alien Covenant comes out, dude. The best of the best <laughs> around. Like, are you kidding me, dude? I envy you. And, and any other fucking emotion other than envy, dude, can be kicked by the wayside and probably kicked in the teeth as well. Dude, I'm having the greatest, like, two months of my life. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, guys, I'm a fucking whatever you want to call me. Oh, how could the guy, the skeleton crew, he doesn't even fucking know alien. Dude, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, you know you it think? now, bitch. You know it inside and out. 
Right. I, I literally dissected the fuck out of that in the first movie. I couldn't have given you more insight. Like, that shows how much I it was it, it meant to me and what it did to me and what it triggered out of my, like, passion. You know, like, instantly. Dude. That speaks more than, like, what the fuck did you do besides watch the movie and then go live your life? Like, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Dude, shit like that's insane. So we just went back to 79, dude, and we just went to Covenant, which is what, 74 fucking hours ago, right? <laughs> and, then, and, that, and that encapsulates the whole series, right? But more importantly, dude, this is what I love about fucking doing this show with you guys, okay? More importantly, it exemplifies how much I fucking love you guys and how much your perspectives mean to me and how... We could all come th- from three totally different perspectives and yet still, like, love the same things, hate different things. We can talk about it all. We can all get to the same conclusion, which is never changed, which is, by the way, like, either I love it or hate it. Usually it's, like, about the same because we're about the same people. But, like, usually it's I love it or hate it. And regardless of that fact, whether we agree on this movie or whether we don't, we're still going to fucking be a team. We're going to move on to the next one and we're going to fucking keep going. Whether it's, like I said, a film from 79 or 2017, I don't give a flying fuck, dude. I love you guys, dude. I love doing a podcast with you guys. You guys are fucking great. And this is so much fun doing. It, like I said, I cheated the world. I got into Phantasm as soon as they wrapped it up with Phantasm 5. I got to just blast through, you know, sorry guys for all of you who waited all those years to do all that bullshit and to get to that point. Sorry, I got to do it by being negligent. Uh, hey, being a screw-up, guys, is not always the uh, worst thing in the world to do. At least you tried, you know what I mean? Uh, you're into other shit. Everyone's into their shit. I'm into a million Everybody's things. Everybody's got the wrong thing, man. Absolutely, bro. So... It's like, listen, we're all into our own shit, and it's all cool, and we're going to get to shit when we get to it. I, some people never seen Godfather. Some people never seen Terminator 2. Some people never seen this, uh, you know, whatever. Who gives a fuck? You know, it's all about, like, when you're going to hit it. I guess God meant you hit it at that point, you know? It yeah. don't matter, dude. So that was uh, Alien Covenant, guys. Woo! There's not... Yeah, not much more to say. We all said what we wanted to say. It's just great to, to, to be here doing the crew, doing this great stuff. Great uh, movies coming out. Uh, we don't rate shit because who gives a fuck? What are you going to do? Sit there and write it down? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. We know you don't give a fuck about points. You know I love you for that answer, right? Yeah, dude. We know that nobody cares. Yeah, we're done with the ratings. I'll still do. Uh, I'm definitely doing. I'm married with children, but I'm not going to do it here. The day I walk in and see this empty chair and know what I did here, and the privilege I had to be with you too, that's all that matters. And, and Alex, how many shows have we done since we've been back? You know, what's it? Twelve. This is our twelfth show in in since four months. February. Now, how many shows did you do in 2015, 16? Uh, six or seven. Six or seven in 2016, and we've done 12 in 2017. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me fucking break that down for a second. Okay. 
I love these motherfuckers so much, dude. Yo, Alex Edwards is the greatest fucking producer and or host in the world. Jamie Jenkins, are you kidding me, dude? Yo, if you listen to this podcast and you're a dude, which probably that's the case, and you don't want to marry fucking Jamie Jenkins, and you're probably not going to get the chance because now she's Jamie Salmon. She's taking fools. If you haven't gotten to that point <laughs> yet, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you right now, I love these guys. With, from the bottom top. Wait, wait, do you love fucking us, though? I love fucking you guys. And <laughs> in, in wrapping up, Ridley Scott, all we want to tell you is this. Ridley Scott rules. No, wait, uh, but I want to say this. Uh, you do rule, bro. You are the man. You'll never listen to this. We know that. The Leprechaun in, in the first three movies always looks for one gold coin that somehow popped out of his his pot there. And it's, it's like, are we still looking for one coin? Did somebody pick up one coin that fell out of his pot again? So, yes, bro, we're relating that to, are you still really having a bunch of uh, people land on a planet again who don't know what's going on again and shit hits the fan again? Uh, yeah. Dude, do us a favor. Fuck, well, we'll deal with it one more time. This review wasn't so bad. Don't fucking put your panties in a bunch. All we're saying is, bro, you bring that shit to us again, we're gonna... Don't put your panties in the butts, because we dressed as a bunch of drunk punks talking some junk. Do not do that plot line again. I will... Wait, you're looking me up? <laughs> do not make your fucking next fucking movie about fucking landing on a fucking planet again! Good night. I love you. <laughs>